Hello. About time. Ooh. I was sitting here in this empty room for at least two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> yeah. You getting lonely? I, I, I was. I was going to start drawing on the whiteboard. I was. Uh, you have a whiteboard in there? No. <laughs> you should. You could take show notes on it. <laughs> I th- but I could just take show notes on my computer. This is the 90th century or 20th, 20th century. Yeah, I, I'll just put it in my phone, and then when I go to look it up, I don't know where I put it. I don't. I can't find <laughs> it. I know I read it. I put it on my computer and then lose immediately lose it. Yeah. Woo! All right, I'm ready. Is it snowing? No. We had no. had snow though. We had snow earlier in the week. Uh, I think we're supposed to get snow today or tomorrow. We're getting snow today. Yeah, I think we might be too. Not yet though. We've had our our first snow though already. Yeah, I already had to shovel the driveway. Yeah, I haven't had to do it yet. I had to do it once. It, it was... snow. It snowed while we were in Albuquerque. And then the time it snowed before that, it wasn't enough to have to do anything. Mm-hmm. At least in the back, in the front yard, because the, the sun melted it. <clears throat> now you got we, the... We have good morning sun in the front yard. In the backyard, yeah. we get lots of accumulation because we don't get a lot of sun. Yeah, we're the reverse. So our, our backyard is in the south on the south side. Yeah. So, so the front is the north side. So we always, I'm always jealous of people across the street because their driveways just melt and mine's like, no way. Like, <laughs> yeah, the people across. Like, We're just hanging to hang out here. All yeah, day. the people across the street, I feel bad for. <laughs> <laughs> they get tons of ice. Yep. It's not good. Luckily, we don't get the ice. <clears throat> So how's how is it in Chicago? How is it? It's cold. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold. <laughs> the windy city. It's cold and windy. Yeah. Besides that, I don't know. Have you been? I've been good. Been uh. Working took, hard. Working hard. Took a few days off. Took a Thanksgiving week off, so that was nice to have a little bit of a break in there. A whole week. Yeah, it took the whole week. Wow! Did you did you what did you do, what did you do? You must have read like five hundred comics. I read six or seven comics. Six or seven? I watched Jesus. about two or three movies. Jesus. And I. Uh... Six or seven? <laughs> I don't remember. Did I read? I read some stuff. You had a whole week off. I did have a whole week off. Dang. I mean, a I couple of the too. days were. I had actually a week and a day, because I was off Tuesday to Tuesday. Oh, so you read even more comics than me. I did read a lot of comics. I read a lot more than you, I can guarantee that. That's probably true. I did read a few trades that will boost up my count. What did you read in trade? I don't know. Let me look on my know. phone. Let me look on my <laughs> phone. Oh wait, I, I, I don't. I must have not wrote it down. I don't even know if I liked it or not. <laughs> I forgot to rate it. <laughs> I read a lot of stuff. 
And then you purge it as soon as you're done. I forget about it. Well, this is library stuff, so. <clears throat> have you ever read, um, you, you probably have read, at least in some capacity, Spawn the Dark Ages? I have not read it. Oh, my God. But I do have, yeah, I've never read that, but I do have, let me see. I don't, yeah, I don't think I even have a full run of it. It's by that guy, Brian Holgan, or Hulk, I don't know how to pronounce it, and um, Liam Which Sharp. The, the image guy? Yeah. Yeah. The guy that does, I think he he's the one that does the um, digital art, too. Yeah, he is a Hellcop and Holgan, or I don't know how to pronounce it. He did, he did, um, he did the Dark Ages up to a certain point before Steve or... Niles and Nat Jones took over. Yeah, but Liam, Liam 20, Sharp's art, my issues. God, it is like the best Liam Sharp art I've ever seen. It is amazing. Nice. It is so cool. I like the story too. It was really. Uh, it's simple I, I was real curious to read it <clears throat> while i was on vacation because it was on the app it was on the uh i have all the issues but it was on the um comiXology unlimited oh nice yeah so i wanted to uh read it because it was there and then i like i'll just read a couple to see refresh my memory and man it I really like it. I really liked it. Like it was so good that uh, I bought a couple issues just to the ones that they didn't have, <laughs> just so I could finish it. <clears throat> but it was uh, it was a good arc. I, what do you mean a, the ones like that... a tra- a tragic story. Like it starts off fairly simplistic. Like just well, I wanted to read it because. <clears throat> There's another angel that that um, they introduce, and they lost the rights to that. Like the, Cogliostro is in this one too. So mm-hmm. like in that lawsuit, um, Todd McFarlane got rights to Medieval Spawn, which was created by um, Neil Gaiman, and he got the rights to Cogliostro which was also created by Neil Gaiman. And then Neil Gaiman got the rights to Angela, oh, yeah. Miracle Man, back. And uh, all of the characters that were derivative from Medieval Spawn and Angela, which is kind of weird. But he, he introduces another angel in that series, and I, I guess Todd doesn't have the rights to use it anymore. Although... I don't think he would want to because I don't think she made it. <laughs> but right. I, I guess you can when you're an angel. You are you can come back, right? Yeah, there's, there's ways around that. Yeah. But it starts off like a pretty trivial story, and then it gets really deep. Like, like it gives so much backstory and stuff that it becomes pretty substantial and tragic, like hmm. a, a tragic story about a female and that gets involved with uh she's kind of like the Joan of Arc um in the story who gets involved with uh this dark ages spawn who I don't think they give a name to other than oh his his name is Covenant 
he's he's he was Lord Covenant. So that's the the main character. But uh, it, it's really cool. I recommend you check it out, especially for the art. It's like crazy. Yeah, I want to complete that run for sure. I'm missing a lot of issues of it, though. And then I've been going, and then I've been reading a lot of Witchblade, so I'll be getting, I think I'm into, like, issue 12 now. <clears throat> okay. So which which, which isn't as good. That. Like, I, I get why it's well done, like, why, why it's well received because of the art. But, like, I, I think when uh, they switched artists from Turner back to they had a guest appearance of tony daniel i like the tony daniel art better because Tur while turner drew like really sexy like it, it was a really beautiful line i don't think his like storytelling or panel layout was like fantastic so mm -hmm. i thought tony daniel did way better but yeah that's definitely a noticeable <clears throat> thing when you're reading one of the first things you notice so the readability the other thing I finally got my bad idea kickstarter I saw you post that I, actually I've seen a lot of people posting that on social medias that they've gotten theirs yeah I, uh, I stopped supporting their kickstarters because they like shipped me a small package early on and then I was like I'm never going to get this hardcover like It'll take forever, and then this this you Friday, lost, you lost faith. <laughs> I lost faith, so I didn't support any more Kickstarters, and I'm kind of glad because I I just hate bad ideas. I don't do it because I don't like spending two hundred dollars on a yeah. Hardcover. I I think they're I think they're robbing the true comic fan, even when they were just bad idea at the stores. I think they're they're. They're not they're, robbing. They're they're taking advantage of 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 a, loyal, somebody, loyal yeah, that base. wants to read. That's what I think. They're taking advantage of the fan base. Which I mean, uh, it, they they have to though because it's a smaller fan base. So in order to for them to be profitable, they have to charge more for the product because they're making less of it. Well, it's not just charging more. They make it harder to get. Yeah. But yeah, true. But they weren't paying distributor. There's no distributor taking money off the top. No, well there there is. This, this is the interesting uh, thing. Okay. They uh, guess on Friday I got my DCBS order. Guess yeah. what came with it? A shipment from Lunar that had the bad idea stuff on it. It was another Lunar shipment. They had Lunar what? as the distributor of their Kickstarter. Oh. The... <clears throat> See, say that again. So did you Lunar get your book, you got your books dis... through DCBS? <laughs> well, uh, I, mean, I mean, not DCBS. There was two. No, there was two boxes. Okay. Oh, there so was one the... that had a return address of yeah, DCBS. Was... Yeah. The other one had a return address of Lunar. Lunar. Um, Which they're separate entities. One's a distributor right. to distributor, you know. Understood. Yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah, I didn't know. I was like, what is Lunar sending me? Like, what what are they sending me? And the other yeah, thing like... I got that I haven't gotten yet, but I did receive, like, uh, here's your shipment notice, is Valiant's finally honoring their Kickstarter. So I should be getting that this next week, I think. <clears throat> was that the one that was... <clears throat> the Eternal Warrior. Is that the one that was solicited in previews last month? Yeah, except hardcover. Yeah. Yeah. which i was happy about that i mean those those are two that i really wanted because they were big investments and then the other i got another big kickstarter early on there was this comic book called skies of fire and i really liked it but i lost track of it mm-hmm. it's like a uh, steampunk uh adventure series and uh i got the I got volume one and volume two in hardcover, so that was a heavy shipment. <clears throat> cool. Yeah it's, yeah, it's it's nice that uh, it's always nice when stuff you paid for years ago finally comes in. <laughs> and then I got some Pat Shan stuff. Like I haven't been supporting the weed stuff because yeah. I'm like I don't care about drugs, right? But I did buy this thing called Cerulean Dreams, okay. and it had it had three stories. It had like a Vic story in it, which is another like fantasy Kickstarter that he does with Massey, and uh, it had another Destiny New York in it, which I, I like that series a lot. Mm-hmm. And then it had a Weed story, and I said, "This is pretty good." <laughs> So I, I I don't know if I, well, I mean, get on that that yeah, like I, I didn't I didn't can, really so. like the I didn't like the drug thing like I was like I I I don't want to know this but the way it was told here uh, it's, ma- it's magic drugs though so it's like yeah it was like magic drugs for her to tell the like it's about a a woman that could tell the future and this other woman comes to her about relationships so it, it falls like into the like his normal genre i guess yeah and uh she's like she brings all these men with her to see this visionary who who does this drug weed and she does the drug and she could see how her relationships are going to turn out and they all turn out to be disasters so it, it was a pretty interesting story like i i liked it and then i got private dance but i haven't read it yet <clears throat> Which was another Pat Shand one that I'm looking forward to jumping yeah, into. Those are all, those are the single issue ones, right? Yeah. yeah, they're like large single issues though. They're not. Yeah. They're more pages than. Your typical. Yeah, they're probably like forty or fifty pages, right? Yeah, they're like forty. And I asked him, are you ever going to collect these, like, on social media? And he said, no, he's going to keep them single issues. So I was happy that I jumped on that bandwagon. So I missed out. Yeah, you lost. I figure if, if I if I see him at a convention. Which you whatever, probably will. I'll, no, I'm just kidding. I'll he didn't buy, say that. I didn't, I didn't ask him. <laughs> oh, you didn't. I'm just giving you shit. Oh, uh, you're trying to get my, me riled up. Yeah. 
It did seem like a strange answer from him, because why wouldn't he put him in a collection at some point? I did get charged for that Bathory one, too. I, I don't know if you... You're the one that told me about it, I think. The, oh, yeah, the, the uh, uh, Eros... Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bathory hardcover. They did charge me for shipping on that one, so I was like, oh, okay. I, yeah, th- that's that one's coming. Gonna, I think they sent out the <coughs> digital, the digital. Copy of it. Yeah. yeah. Which I did not open. I did not even download. I probably should save it just so I have it, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually do the digital yeah, that's thing. Point. That's a good point. Just in case. A little insurance policy. All right. What do we got today? Well, I was going to talk about, I picked up some uh, comics from the cheap bins at a local comic shop. I don't think I've got, I don't think I've told you about these ones yet. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I think these are newer. See if any of these sound familiar to you. Adam Omega, number one. That doesn't sound familiar. I only got it because it's Antarctic Press. So, anytime I see, let me see what that is. Anytime I see old Antarctic Press books in the cheap bins, I pick them up. Now that I'm a Antarctic Press supporter, I don't know who did this one. How do you spell? Is it Adam? Like Adam? Oh, it's two, yeah, two Ds, though. Adam. Pretent- the pretentious Adam. Bill Hughes. Isn't that that guy? Isn't I've never Bill... heard of Bill Hughes. Hmm. I don't recognize his art. I was thinking of that other comic company that began with an O overload or overlook or whatever the hell it was. Oh, oh yeah, that was John Hughes, I think. No, yeah, yeah, I'm getting confused with him. All the Hughes. Yeah. Not to be confused with John the other John Hughes. I think there is a Bill Hughes that I follow on Facebook that used to do a podcast. Oh really? I wonder if he ever did comics. I like I like that podcast <laughs> a lot too, but he stopped doing it. It was Bill's God, I can't remember what was it was. It, was it the Omega the Omega Cast? No, it wasn't the <laughs> Omega Cast. Too bad. Did you get all four issues? Not just one. Just the first one. That's all I had. Well, if his cover art is anything like the interior, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't look bad. Then I got some boring amethysts. Just because I decided I wanted to get that run. Why is that boring? I don't know. Because it's, <laughs> it's like a kid's comic. I don't like this. This slamming DC is boring. <laughs> it's some bullshit right there, Bill. <laughs> then I got oh, a, I got some boring DC then comics. Boring, yeah, then I got just got a boring, boring Marvel comic. Another boring <laughs> DC comic. What are the boring comics? I like um, to know so those. <laughs> you know the Amethyst books? Those are nice covers. Yeah, they are. They're beautiful. It's a good story, too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading it. 
ties into crisis if you get that issue. I'm sure I will eventually. Then I got Badger number one and two from Devil's Do, which is apparently the reboot of Badger. I think I got those. I, I haven't looked it up on DCBS. It's possible I already have number one, but I don't remember. I don't remember getting it, so I might have passed on it for some reason. Then, oh, here's a good one from Warp Graphics. Blood of the Innocent, number one through four. And this is a cool, this is a story about Dracula and Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Which, come on. How are you going to beat that? You can't. Warp. Interesting. And it, was a, it was a weekly miniseries, so I got one through four. It was a four-issue weekly miniseries. And I looked inside here. Very nice art. So I'm excited to read that one. Mark Hempel, that sounds familiar. He did a uh, Ralph Snart, I think. I thought he did. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of a different Hempel. A comic book for Archie. Let me see. I'm thinking of somebody else. Dean Haspel. Okay. Oh, Dean Haspel. Yeah, that's uh, that's somebody different. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite different. He also did uh, what was that book called? Crawl. I can't remember. Crawl. That's a good movie. No, I cruel. always liked that. Yeah. I remember when that came out. I was old. I was excited for that. It doesn't look as good as it did when I was a kid. When I was a kid, that was awesome. But it's still a it's still a good movie. At least I think so. Yeah, I haven't watched that in a, in a long time. I should. I'm sure I could find it somewhere. Then I got Captain America Dead Men Running, number one. It's one of three, so I need to pick up the other three. But this says that Zizel guy doing the art. Which is fantastic. I don't think I opened did I open this one up to look at it. I think I did. So I have this, but I have never read it. I didn't even know I had it. <laughs> so. Oh, man, this artist is gorgeous. The covers look very strange. Yeah, he's I don't know. Very, I don't know uh, if I like the sketch, the sketchiness to it. It looks so. I like it. A abstract. Yeah. Yeah. But the cover artist is not the interior artist. I'm trying to find the credits on this. I can't find it. Derek Haas, Haas is the uh, cover artist. Oh, yeah. Well, at least on one, but they all that's, look the same. Yeah, that's very sketchy art on the cover. I like it, though. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Daniel Ziesel did the art in the interiors. Yeah, I don't like that. That, that to me, is like art when you're like actually sketching and then somebody inks over it to make it look like something someone uses a spray paint to yeah i, I don't know fill in the colors i like it. i don't it's daring i mean i would i would be happy if i could draw like that but 
caused me to pick it up and buy it. Yeah, I, I guess I I could see the appeal. I just don't like it. Then I got some of that I'm just filling in holes. Like I got some Battlestar Galactica versus Battlestar Galactica. What is that? Classic versus... Yeah, new. New. By Peter David. And then I got... That's Dynamite, I I, right? Uh, I believe so. Was, yeah, Dynamite. Then I think I finally got the the last two issues I needed from Howard Chaikin's Challengers of the Unknown. Oh, that's cool. Six issue mini, so I got all of them now, so I can read it. Yeah, I like that. And then... Oh, I got some issues of double... What the hell is it called? Double Image. That doesn't it's, ring a bell. It's from Image Comics, and it's a it's a flip comic. One side is the bod, and I can't remember what the other side oh, is. Oh, I did buy this. I bought this at the flea market. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I don't have number five. I think I only have. I think I have the first four issues. <laughs> five must be uh, the elusive low low print run copy. I think the other side is like a Phil Hester book. But the bot is like a it's a female invisible woman. Yeah, Code Flesh is the other one. Yeah, Code Flesh, that's it. I just picked it up because of the bot. I'm like, oh, I want to read this invisible woman story. Yeah, it's Ch Charlie Adler and Joe Casey and Larry Young writing it. So that's good, but yeah, I need, I need number I need number five. Wonder what box I put those into. <laughs> uh, I got issues two and three of the the U Demon. U Demon. E U D A E M O N. Dark Horse. It's EU and then Damon. Oh, that looks cool. Three I'd issue mini from Dark Horse. Yeah, I'd buy that. Did you get all three? I already had number one, so I got uh -huh. two and three now. Full run. You're, man, you're rich. <laughs> this uh, is highly in demand. Oh, the U Demons? I'm sure. This yeah. probably go for a couple thou each. At least a couple hundred. I think hundred. having all three in a bundle will That's at least bring in 20k. At least. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll tell my kids they can they can go to college. At least for at least. You this say semester these books matter a lot. These EU demon. <laughs> I like you to call demon. It you, you demon. You demon. <laughs> you demon. Then I got Solo X Mutants Special. Oh, now that has, I know I don't have that, but I have a lot of X Mutants. Yeah, I, I have some X Mutants. I didn't know there was a, some solo stories of some of the characters. So this one's Aaron. That was cool. Then I got some Zenos various Xenoscopes, just filling in holes in my my collection. Ooh, that looks cool. Man, I got a lot, 
Rosanna Scopes. Love it. I like these X-Mutants ones. I need to get these. Which ones? The, the X-Mutants. Oh, just in general? Yeah, I'm interested in those because I like X-Mutants. Yeah. That was always a weird one when we were kids because I kind of ignored it a little bit. I ignored it entirely until yeah. it came to uh, Malibu. I didn't get any of the other ones. <clears throat> Why did you become interested when it came to Malibu? Because that's they had protectors, X mutants, and oh, so you're just into I, the... I was just into this at from '92. Yeah. Like it, it was just a company I was into. The run, yeah. I don't have number two, and that's Paul Pelletier. I like him. I don't have number two. Damn it. I should seek that out. So I have a full run of the Malibu. Let me see. Do I have all of them? One. Missing two. Three, How many four, issues? Five, We're in the Malibu. Six, uh, uh, 18. Okay. And I need number two. Yeah, so Malibu is 18. Looks like there's six solo. I'm missing. I'm missing. A, I'm missing a lot of the other ones. The X mutants. How much are in the main series? I'll so see there's, Malibu. There's eight in the first series. Yeah, eight. I'm just but then there's some. Shattered Earth Chronicles was 15 issues. Let's see, solo X mutants. Those are two fifty a pop. Yes. Then I got some katana issues that I was missing, so I think I have a full run of katana now, finally. And the new fifty two one or what? Yeah, then and Sente one. Yeah, there's ten issues of that. Couple of kid lobotomies. That is IDW, right? Yeah, Black Crown. Yeah. Whatever happened to Black Crown? They died. Well, everything at IDW is. I think I read some of these. This Peter Milligan. Oh, it's Tess Fowler. Did I get this? I like Tess Fowler's art. Yeah, me too. And this might have been one that... I wonder... What is it called again, kid? What? Lobotomy. lobotomy. I'd rather have a frontal lobotomy than to have a bottle in front of me. No, I didn't buy it. I think I... I uh, How did you not buy it? That's because I, I think... Um, I, I, what was that label? I think I... Black Crown. I think I kept myself out of Black Crown entirely. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's probably a good one to. Although now it's a dead universe, so. 
Yeah, now it's got collect. Now, now I want <laughs> now it. You want right? it. <laughs> Download those covers because I don't have them in my database. And I got this is the second issue of this I've gotten. It's called Lacune. Lacune. It's a magazine from a comic book size magazine published by. Gosh darn it, there's not a... It doesn't say who published it. How do you spell it? L-A-C-U-N-A-E. I think it's like one okay. of those... Like, oh, it's Boneyard. database. It might be... Is it like Boneyard Press? Ooh, that looks cool. I, at least number one, I like the cover. That's sexy. Say, well, Who's the well, artist on that? Crawford, oh, it's Crawford Don published it. But it's got like, which which issue do you have? I have a couple issues. This issue is number four. But it, yeah, so this issue has uh, Nancy Collins interview. Oh wow, that Elaine has. Lee, isn't Hart that the vampire Fisher. one we're getting? The isn't that which one? The the vampire girl that's on the cover isn't she the one that's? Well, that's not Lady Bathory. That's uh. I don't think that's Bathory. Oh. Vampirotica. Is it? I yes, I, th Vampirotica. I think it is. Because that's, that's on Kickstarter now, too. Like, all of them. Like, oh, he, is it? Well, there's tons of them. I've been tempted to get them, but oh, I because I wasn't on in the ground floor, I decided not to. So. Yeah. Which is probably good. I've been pretty good on Kickstarter just supporting, unless something like really catches my eye just supporting what I said I was going to support. Yeah, I've been I've been holding back on, on I do Pat Shans, I do just Jimmy Palmiotti's, I, I do Bad Bad Bugs and I do Silverline and I it pretty much I don't know if I'm going to continue with Silverline because mm -hmm. they're soliciting in Diamond now. Oh, they are. So it, yeah, they're in oh. the new previews. I did not know that. I was going to yeah. say, I'm just going to pick them up at conventions, but if it's in previews, I'll just pick it up in previews. That's good that they're in previews. Well, you know who went there is one of those brothers that was at Vault. Or, um, went where? He he went to Silverline to be a publisher or an editor. Okay. I can't think of the two brothers that... Oh, the Wassel? Uh, no, it's not the Wassel. It's the. Mm, I can't think of it right now. It's not. It's not the. Uh... I don't remember if it's Scout and something else, but they're in competing companies. It's not the AfterShock brothers, right? Yeah, it's the AfterShock guy. Okay. His but name. I don't know what his name is anymore. Jo <laughs> Joe. I think there's a Joe. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> What's his last name? <laughs> he 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 is. I think with... it starts with a P. Oh yeah, I think you got it. Well, I should just go to Silverline on Twitter and tell you who it is. I should be able to remember. Silver Pruitt. Yeah, Pruitt. That's it. Joe and what's the brother's name? Uh, starts I don't with a J, know, I think. Because I haven't found it. As soon as you said P, and I started. Jack, maybe? I can't remember. 
Anyway, what, what is the other Pruitt brother doing now? Oh, he's going to Silverline? Yeah, well, either Joe or the other one. I can't remember which one. Probably the other. Joe's the one that's doing Aftershock, right? Or was I it think, the other one? Well, Aftershock is kind of. <laughs> one is at Scouter Vault, and then one is right. at Aftershock. Right. I think I think it's the Aftershock one. Because Joe Pruitt wrote some comics for Aftershock too, didn't he? Like uh, yeah, he did. Children so, of the Black, or I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I think any. I think he did stuff in the anthologies as well. I hate when I don't know what I'm talking about, but I do. <laughs> we know exactly what we're talking about. We just are fuzzy on the details. I'm trying to find. Yeah, see, there's if if you if you follow Silverline Comics, they uh, they're talking about the big news and Diamond and the editor coming over. I I, I like what they do because Roland Mann has comics that used to happen in the '90s, and I I liked his stuff, so he continues to do it in Silverline, like. I don't know, like, collectability, like, what the fuck they're shooting for. Like, I don't know, because when they do Kickstarter, they do, like, the print thing that I think takes away the collectability. And then it sometimes ends up on that Indie Planet print-on-demand. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So so I don't, I don't understand, like, collectability, what it is. I, I just read them. Because I, I don't know if what it'll mean because I already have all of the Trumps and that's what they're soliciting is Trumps. Oh, here we go. James Pruitt is the brother. Mm. And he, he went from scout comics to silver line. Okay. I think Joe is still at aftershock. After- I don't think Joe could leave. Isn't he like the, one of the main dudes at aftershock? Well, I think he is, but he, they're not really, a. I I think they're trying to get out of whatever funk they are in. Well, well, are, are you basing that on the fact that they haven't had any new comics for about a year? <laughs> no, no, I'm basing it on the fact that they have unpaid bills to creators, mm-hmm. and I think that's a bad situation to be in. And I, I think that's why they're doing what they're doing. Like, here's right, what they're not we, we have this back. Me. Well, yeah. actually, that back catalog stuff is becoming a big business in in Diamond. I don't. I don't know if you noticed it, but like Avatar, Boundless, Aspen, Aftershock, American Mythology—they're all putting out stuff that's already come out. Yeah. So, I know I'm taking advantage of the. Thre- I've almost have a complete run of Threshold because of that. <laughs> because of the bag, the blind bags. Yeah. Bags, but yeah. I just I, uh, had one of my bags canceled though. From like, from that's because I probably got it. They ran out. Yeah, I think. I didn't know you were getting those. Uh, not the thresholds. There was another one. I don't remember what it was. Web the allure. The the I just got one of those that had like, what what was it? Allura. I have to check my email. <laughs> See what they canceled on me. Ran out of stock. What? 
And if they run out of stock on that, that's gone for good. What did you run out of stock? I don't know. I, can't. I have to find my. I can find an email. I could take. Well, is this mag? Is this magazine, Luke Caney, Luke Caney, or whatever it is? Is it a comic or is it a magazine with articles? <clears throat> it's a magazine with some comics in it. So it's, it's got like interviews and articles, and then there's a few short comics in it as well. It says it contains prose horror stories with spot illustrations, as well as previews of upcoming comic series, interviews. It doesn't mention the comics in the description, but well, I believe preview. you. Yeah, maybe that's what the previews. The previews are actual comic pages. They're not just like pictures or whatever. I like the cover to cover one. I would say, I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way to get it, but. If you see it in the cheap bins, for sure, pick it up. I would. Yeah, definitely. Because I'd like to read that Hart Fisher interview. Yeah. Actually, the Nancy Collins and the <laughs> Elaine Lee ones would be interesting to read, too. Did Nancy Collins just pass away? Or... And the Kurt Lindo one. I don't know. Did she? Well, we saw her at the convention. I know she was there. I don't remember if it was Nancy Collins. No, I don't think Nancy Collins passed away. I think it was the uh, the Doom Patrol. Who took over Doom Patrol? Rachel Pollock? Yeah. yeah I think she might, uh, she might have, because I, I definitely have heard her name recently <laughs> floating around. So, Man, this is like an old man podcast. I hope people don't listen. Did she die? Did she die? <laughs> yeah, she died. Cancer of the lymphatic symptom. So Nancy Collins is still alive. Right. Nancy, Apolo apologies. Apologies to Nancy to Collins, Nancy Collins <laughs> fans everywhere. Family, yes. <laughs> I just think of them. I get confused because I think they were Nancy Collins was doing Swamp Thing around the same time yeah, Rachel the, Pollack was doing Doom Patrol. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it was not the first generation of Vertigo, it was like the second generation. Yeah. They came in after Grant Morrison and Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Yeah. They were brought in. They took over some of the titles, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. They they were for, for sure those names were floating around at the same the same time on the similar books so so that's why i'm old age like vagueness yeah but i think i think nancy collins was at heroes i don't, that i don't remember i'm going to hawaii by the way can you believe that congratulations yeah in, in february finally retiring and moving to hawaii yep after all this time i'm gonna get my lay so where, where, where in Hawaii are you going? Maui. Barb going, Barb going to... Yeah, me and Barb are going. Her old... Uh, she's going to show you the old uh, hangouts? She was not on Maui. I, I don't think she was. So she probably went there occasionally. Cause I, oh, I I'm, sure, I'm sure she's been <laughs> to Maui, but I, I don't think she was... Where was Station. she in Big Island? Her, fa her father was stationed there, so it was the where the base is. Yeah. 
Maui's go- where they had the fire. Oh yeah. yeah. Why are you going there then? Isn't it? I thought it was all burned down. I think that's why we're going is because it's cheap. It's there's nothing to stay. <laughs> we're in a, staying in a they tent stay at or a, something. A tent on the on the beach. On the beach. And look at the beautiful. No, I think it's on. Burn, I think burn. the fire is on the other side of the island that we're staying on. I think. Well, that'll be fun. When are you going? February. February. So I want to retire a, a though. Special when, when, when I when I have can these you... little breaks, I like. Why don't I just retire? Like I get all these like things like. <laughs> you don't want to go back to work, and I got back to work, and man, it was so busy. I was doing like ten-hour days. I was just exhausted. Like every day, I was coming home, and I just wanted That's to eat and go to bed. I was like. <laughs> My system can't take this. Every once in a while, I work one of those days, and I'll be like, "Ugh, I don't want to do this these long days anymore." <laughs> it's like yeah. when I was young, I could do them back to back to back, but now it's like forget it. There was a time when I was like working ten hour days, like, and it was nothing. Day. Like ten, twelve hour days, it was nothing, and now it like it it literally takes the life out of me. Like it yeah, sucks it every <laughs> every ounce of energy you energy have. I have left. <laughs> Yep, you're a shell of a man at the end of the day. <laughs> I am. The, at the end of this week, I was like, what just fucking happened? I got annihilated. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you're like working and you just get to a point where it's like, my brain's not working anymore <laughs> properly. I need to stop. Yeah. It's like, I'm not productive anymore. Hashtag old man issues. Old man issues. Speaking of old man issues, I got... Legend number two, another Howard Chaikin. This is a Wildstorm book. Apparently, it's about football. Now I don't. I know I don't have this. Inspired by the novel Gladiator. Let's see. Legend tells the story. Wow, it's of... it's uh, it's not drawn by Howard Chaikin. It's drawn by Russ Heath. Yeah. Wow, I know who's a big Russ Heath fan is uh, Kirk. You'll start by the great Russ Heath, in parentheses, Sergeant Rock. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. It tells the story of Hugh Banner, or Danner, born with superhuman strength and invulnerability due to a scientific experiment carried out by his father. Wow, look at that cover price. Oh, my God. I know. Can you believe it? Five ninety five. Or the ninety five? Well the first issue is five ninety five. And then it went to ninety nine. Yeah, it went to ninety nine. Eight dollars in Canada. It doesn't even feel that thick. I'm gonna open this. What year is this? This looks like a cool series to have. Siegel and Schuster inspired to create thick cover. Legend is how Writer Howard Chaikin and illustrator Russ Heath update the original novel and adapt it to comic book form. There's some sexy time in here. I see some boobies. <laughs> I want this. This is one that I got to add. Okay, so every now and then you say stuff that, like, Kid Lobotomy seems interesting. Kid Lobotomy is cheap as shit, too. Oh, damn. Issue three, he goes to Vietnam. Oh, son of a 
Love it. I gotta get the rest of these. How many do I have? Time to go to the database. Legend. 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 I have two and three. Oh, I do have three. I don't remember one now. Yeah, I gotta get the rest of these. It's got a Siegel and Schuster thing. It's interesting. What do you mean by that? Um, it's common knowledge that Superman creators Siegel and Schuster were partially inspired to create the Man of Steel by Philip Wally's 1930s novel Gladiator. So mm. they they were inspired to create Superman based on Gladiator. So is Gladiator like the first superhero well that was a novel though yeah yeah so uger danner is a farm boy in the midwest well there you go smallville right with the (laughs) startling superpowers Hugo's scientist father injected his mother with a serum to create a superman in his unborn son and it worked so he's not an alien Hugo grew up Able to leap tremendous distances, run immense speeds, Wait, and his skin... Can, can he do it in a, in a single bound? Single bound. There you go. <laughs> uh, and his skin provided imper- impervious to bullets. I want this book so bad oh, right man. now. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure of the purpose in life. Hugo becomes a football star, does, does a stint as a soldier during Vietnam War, where he totally lets his powers loose for the first time and debates... Becoming a pacifist, it is plain to see where oh. the seeds of Superman were sown in this classic story of an all-powerful man searching for his place in the universe. As a Superman fan, I have to have this. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't already have it. From Wildstorm. You probably saw the cover price and was like, no way. No, but I like I didn't know what it was. I missed a lot. Like... There's a lot of Vertigo and Wildstorm I missed. Like, I, I just mm. didn't get. I, I yeah. was, on the Vertigo side, I was, like, into the main stuff. Like, if it was Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing and Hellblazer. and, But there are a lot of minis that I didn't even go down, you know? There, there were a lot of minis from Vertigo back in the day. I didn't know this existed. I swear I love when I see stuff that I don't. That just seems I know. fascinating, I, and it's 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 a Superman prototype, written by Howard Chaykin. I mean, come on now, the Russ, Russ Heath art. Yeah, so Kirk, Kirk is like, if he ever listens to this, he's probably like, you guys are dumb. He you has, should know he, this. <laughs> he had the limited the limited cover of number one. Is it only four issues? Uh, yeah. Doable. Three, three bucks. You could get it less than less than cover half cover price. Fuck! I should get these, man. <laughs> Nobody wants them. Are they stupid? Like. Like <laughs> <laughs> a morons. No, I'm like totally interested. I love how my data. Whoever writes my database stuff, they sometimes give really good information. Yeah, is that where that stuff you were reading was from? Yeah, it's from yeah. Uh, Comic Base. I have to renew. My membership goes up on the Christmas. 
probably renew today. Yeah, I can I consider getting that every once in a while. Well, they have the other one, it, which is totally on the phone driven. Um, yeah. If if you're old school and like a database and you like to control your own data and stuff, and not being in well, it is on the cloud in here because it stores it locally, but then it it also stores it a copy, up backs it up to the cloud, yeah. and it. And you can generate reports that exist on your phone. So, so you can, can download. A, you can do, like all I have to do is say, okay, I want, I Jump want this Excel report. Yeah, I want all my missing issues for every single title. Dump it, dump it to this spreadsheet. It, it's a little hard to navigate because it, you can skip around on the report to like A, B, C, but then you have to like scroll. Do you know what I mean? To, nope. to, okay, I want to scroll to action. I have to scroll to Aquaman. You know, I I can't jump to Aquaman directly. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that comic base I I've been around since it was on a floppy disk, <laughs> like like the three and a quarter or three and a half. What was yeah. it? Three and a half. Three and a... It's five and a quarter and then three and a half, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I'm a, I I can whip one out and measure it, but... Yeah, whip it out. <laughs> I'm sure I have one in this office. You're going to whip it out. Oh, it's three I, and a half. <laughs> we know I the did... size of Bill's dick now. He's going to whip <laughs> it out. It's three and a half. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I think we're talking five and a quarter. <laughs> Come on now. Three and a half inches. No, I'm five and a quarter. <laughs> How dare you? I'm five and a quarter. <laughs> Here's something I've never heard of. Legion Anthology from Limelight Publishing. I definitely haven't heard of that. Looks kind of manga influenced. Legion what? Anthology. Okay, I see that in my database, too. No idea. The self-proclaimed goal of this series is to present the best manga-style stories presented by the best Japanese and American creators. The stories include both science fiction, classic sword and sorcery fantasy. The premiere issue features an ongoing adventures of Binary Angel Atria Grimm and the dizzy-headed princess Sarserine. Saccharine. Saccharine. She's the sugar princess. I've never heard of any of these creators. No names in here are familiar. Uh, yeah, I don't recognize any of them. But I'm in. I'm not in my. I am not in my realm at all. Like manga is. I'm. I am totally dumb. I read yeah. my Chainsaw Man, and I've read my Psycho PhD, and some of the what is what is the horror guy? I forget that. Ido. Ido. Yeah, I've I've read some Ido, but that's it. Like, and I don't like seek it out. I I, I do it because I feel like I have to educate myself. <laughs> I don't like go like, oh my god, Just I gotta have dipping this. your toe in. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like I need to be knowledgeable at least. 
sure. I can I can talk intelligently a little bit. Yeah. About the form. <laughs> I just know that things are a little bit nastier, more violent, <laughs> at least the ones that I've I've done. I've dipped my toe They're in. They're a little crazier, I would say. Yeah, it, it it's weird. It it's like and I don't even feel comfortable in some situations. Yeah, they push the unlo- they push the limit on some things that I like. Oh, I, I it's yeah. like not. Well, they push in areas like America pushes in some areas, but J- Japan pushes in other areas. So for an American, it's uncomfortable because those aren't the areas we usually push. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Here's one, Lydia versus the zombies. Wow, you really went to town. I I would love to go to the store. Man, I would love to go to the store with you. What is it called? Lydia versus the zombies. Lydia. It's FP Comics. I don't even know who FP Comics is. I don't know how to spell Lydia. Lydia is L-Y-D-I-A. I'll just do a search for Lydia. Yeah, there you go. Hope there's only one. I want to shoot. From Written Fun by Comics. Rob Meyer. This yeah, totally it? looks not in my wheelhouse. Fun, yeah, I think it might be like a... All ages. All ages type thing. Let's see. Fun Publications published this, and they also published G.I. Joe versus Cobra. <laughs> and Transformers <laughs> Timelines. What are these? Oh, Transformers Timelines looks familiar. Tea time, play dates, hair braiding, zombie apocalypse. The end of the world is just another day for Lydia. A pint-sized toddler stuck in the land of the undead. This little angel isn't facing the hordes of the man-eating monsters alone, though. Accompanying her on the adventures are a pet zombie hamster and her imaginary friend. Though he's not really imaginary, just dead. Supposedly I had an imaginary friend, Bill. You did? As a when, before my brother came along, I had an imaginary friend. Oh, what was your imaginary friend's name? Sanchez. <laughs> Sanchez. Yeah, Sanchez. I like it. I like it. <laughs> my parents always tell me about that. Your, your imaginary friend used to play with Sanchez. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't think I ever had an imaginary friend. I don't remember because. It, I it ha- would ha- had to happen. Was I was three and a half, so yeah, you, yeah, you won't remember. I don't that. remember it. I didn't have any imaginary friends. I mean, I had some like stuffed animals that I probably used to I had names and stuff. Yeah. So I'm looking at these these other books. Isn't it so? In apparently in 2008. Fun Publications got the license to G.I. Joe and Transformers. <laughs> but I wonder if they approached it from like an animated series cartoon. It's not because like I was looking at the was it Transformers? No, the G.I. Joe. And there's actually like at some of the artists and like, well, G.I. Joe number one is written by Larry Hama. G.I. Joe versus Cobra. That was the only one he wrote. But then there's there's an issue drawn by Robert Atkins. 
And there's covers by Robert Atkins and Tim Seeley. You know what? I want to see. I'm going to open this up so I can see who the publisher was. G.I. Joe versus Cobra? Yeah, versus Cobra. Why do I not see that? They don't recognize the publisher. Pete Sinclair and Brian Savage. Do you know those names? No. Not either. But I'm not a. Uh, I'm new to the. Oh wow. These covers do look legit, like, like GI Joe covers. <laughs> this is interesting. It is very interesting. Like. Do you have one of the G.I. Joes or just the zombie book? I don't, let, me, let me go to my database. G, I don't think I have a G.I. Joe. I think I probably have one of the Transformers, though. G.I. Joe. Yeah, I don't have a... Oh, wait. G.I. Joe. No, I don't have a G.I. Joe, but I'm pretty sure I have one of the Transformers. I don't. I don't see it. Maybe I've just seen it before. Nope, I don't have any of these. I didn't see Robert Atkins on here. He oh, did like is. number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Yeah, number eight. Yeah. And it's weird that Larry Hama wrote the first issue, and that's it. And that's it, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm out. None, nothing, none in stock. I bet these are hard to get, because I know there's probably, I, there's a lot of GI Joe fans, and this is probably something that flew under everybody's radar. Probably no so, so there. And a lot of them mention. Like Jocon, do you know what I mean? Like they were, yeah. Jocon is a convention for GI Joe fans, and a lot of oh, these things in man. the notes are all these Transformers. Like on the eBay links, they're like forty dollar issues. This is like fifty dollars. Jeez. That's what I'm saying. This is probably highly collectible. Because I wish I found these instead. No, but print print runs are like insane. Like, well, you know that there's a lot of GI Joe fans, right? And there are and Transformers what, fans. <laughs> yeah, but when you have a print run of like a thousand or two thousand, the the demand's gonna exceed the availability. Yeah, if you're under five thousand. And then nobody. Yeah. And then some of the Joe fans they don't want to sell their shit, right? I mean. No, they get their collect. It's their collection. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll sell it oh, yeah. eventually at some point. But in the the Transformers, some of them say the BotCon on it. I think these are Joe Con convention 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 comics. comics. Yeah, that might be. Maybe that's what it and was. And that's why I think they're so fucking 
high. Yeah, they're exclusive. If they're exclusive to the yeah, these I'll say botcon. I don't. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, I don't have that. I have the we the one non GI Joe non Transformers. Was it at a zombie con? Was it given at a zombie con? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look at the <laughs> yeah, which con was this available at? <laughs> Dang. No con. How do they? That's so weird. Like I understand now. They so they got the license because. In conjunction with these conventions, they bring out these issues, and then for some reason they decided to bring out Lydia versus the Zombies one issue. <laughs> well, the, just, just the date range is odd as hell, right? Because the, they're 2008 to 2018. That's a decade to do all these issues. It was probably like one. one that's a what year I'm saying. It's like yeah. a con issues. Yeah. It's like 2008 had the Joe Con, and then there was one. Number two was 2009. Do you see what I'm saying? So, so IDW probably had the license, and then this Fun Comics got the license for Joe Con. Like, you know, we want to do something special for the convention. Yeah. Damn. Well, why did they release Lydia versus the Zombies the one issue? They were going to branch out, and then they said. No, that didn't sell very well. <laughs> let's, just <stick> to, <laughs> let's just stick to these bot, the bot con and joke. Nobody's con. gonna want this, uh, except for Boomer. But it's like totally not like any other. It's not like GI Joe or Transformers at all. It's like a this weird like animated type kids kid versus zombies book. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is this is fascinating. I this, love it. It's it just like um. I'm fascinated just by scrolling through Amazon Prime lately. Just I uh, <laughs> See what's out there. Yeah, I, well, I, I've been on a Charles Bronson fix. If you haven't figured it out, like I, I am, I, there, there, there's two action stars I'm really into right now: Burt Reynolds and, uh, well, Steve McQueen too. Steve McQueen and uh, Charles Bronson, like. I'm a huge Charles Bronson fan, and I could, I could, I would never say that until I watched all the Death Wishes, and now I've watched. He was in the Magnificent Seven, and now I'm like, I'm marathoning anything I can get my hands on, like so anything that's available. Oh, streaming. it's I, I love, I, I love him. He's like, he's like this action hero that's just badass because he looks badass. Like not not because he can do like these Jason Statham moves or or uh, Jackie Chan or any you know like no he he doesn't have the moves he's he just, just a he's just a badass yeah. motherfucker man <laughs> he's just take no shit <laughs> yeah he doesn't take shit from anybody and he's got this look like when when people when these badass guys that look like seven times bigger than him. He just looks at him like I don't give a fuck. Like, what are you gonna do to me? You know, like <laughs> he's such a badass. Um, but I found Turok, Son of Stone. I didn't know there was even a a cartoon. I saw you post on that. It. I'm like, I, I didn't know it existed. <laughs> I didn't it either, like, and I'm the like biggest. 2008 or something. I'm the biggest Turok Valiant fan there is, and it was written by a, a Valiant writer too, uh, Tony Bedard. Oh, was it? I didn't catch that. Yeah. 
It was good. It was good. I liked it. I, I caught it like I I, I watched it too. Well, cause, yeah. yeah, you posted it and it was like it goes off the air yeah. tonight. <laughs> I, I got it with five days left and I'm like I, I really want to watch it because it's Turok. I didn't know it existed. I didn't know what to expect. But it was a good story. I liked it. It was violent too. It had a lot of blood in it. There was a lot. Yeah, there were a lot of arms being chopped off, a lot of decapitations. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of blood spraying and dripping. Getting stabbed in the heart. I mean, it was good. It was a weird it was weird, but it was good. Yeah, it was cool. It was um sort of based on the origin sort of sort loosely. Of, yeah. it, so so he was in uh the parts that are totally different is like he was with uh his brother so it's a story right. of brothers and and they were uh with with another woman there and they were trying to win the heart of a woman and then they ran across this other tribe well, and the that other tribe was yeah they that tribe wanted to kill them like just kill these dudes. Kill right. kill both of kill them. The two and of them. Take, well, they wanted to take the girl. Yeah, we're gonna rape the woman. We're gonna they were they were like violent. They were like, okay, we're gonna so have gonna our way with. In, yeah, they're gonna bring her into her their area or their tribe as a yeah slave or whatever. Yep, and they were gonna do that. And they got into this fight, and Turok went like crazy. Like he <laughs> so the, the, the main dude like threw his axe at Turok, and Turok just caught it. Caught it, yeah. <laughs> Turok went fucking nuts. So Turok just goes ballistic. He yeah. kills what? What were there like seven of them? Yeah, there were a like lot of them. There were like seven of them to those two, but they had they had. He he just went like into this ballistic mode, and he I actually. The girl and the brother looks like mouth agape, like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the brother the bro, he went into this mode so when the brother went to confront him, he stabbed his brother. Yeah, so he like his he, brother was one he, of the enemies. He, he was in this mode he was so in he a was rage. Like, yeah. He was in a rage. So he went back to his tribe and his tribe was like, "No, Turok, you're evil. We don't want any part of you. We're sending you off." And then like years went went by and uh Turok's brother married that one girl like and then right. they had a kid, and the kid is Andor, Andar. So that's the that's the Turok story: is Andar and Turok go into Turok. a cave yeah. and end up uh, in a prehistoric world. But the one son of the the chief that was gonna rape and kill those kill him. Yeah, because Turok Kirk killed him right in the yeah he killed with, with the his... father. With his axe. Yeah, he killed the father with his own axe and yeah. took his axe. Yeah. So like when the Tough other it. guy, the other guy was like, and that's what the tribe was worried about. They said you're a blood, and the shaman was like, you're gonna bring death to all of us. And later oh, on. Oh, that's when right. His... Yeah, because he got back to his tribe, and they're like, you can't just go and kill like all the people or the leader of the other tribe because they're gonna come and after us. <laughs> they're gonna come for revenge. Yeah. It's like you gotta leave. We can't have that. Can't and they did come from revenge many years later because now Turok's brother is the chief. Right. And he has a son with the with the one woman. And Andor runs to go get Turok because his father's told him to. And he's like, Turok, you gotta help us. You know, they're gonna invade our our tribe and kill us and, yeah, and we he's need like, you. No, no, I'm not gonna help you. 
And, me out. <laughs> yeah, and they do slaughter the entire tribe except for the a, a few of them, and Andor gets away again, and then Turok kind of like befriends him and the woman, and then they're in battle with the the son. rivalry son. Like he yeah. wants to kill all, every single one of them because of the death of his father. He's trying to avenge his father's yeah. death. Yeah, and he and he's just as cruel. And they go into this dinosaur. War- the dinosaur cave world and the and other the, the dinosaur world the, the the evil guy sides up with the neanderthal tribe yeah. so like <laughs> he becomes the god of like all the cavemen mm-hmm. but then there's like a tribe that had the same markings like that have been there for years and then turok allies himself with them and yeah, then it's a ancestors war of yeah the tribe yeah and then it's a war between the two, the caveman and the evil guy and Turok, Andor, and the other tribe. Yeah. But it, 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 was, it was really good. Like, I, I was I was totally captivated by it. I I liked it. I thought the level of violence, it was like a rated R cartoon. Yeah, it was. In, in terms of violence. Yeah. Like it, yeah, it in terms of the, yeah. the gore. Yeah, I don't know if what it was, if it, it probably wasn't even rated there's like a scene when they first get there that they're almost killed like five times. Like they're getting changed, uh, chased by T-Rexes and Velociraptors and they end up in the water and then there's a sea serpent in there. And it's oh yeah. Like... Cause yeah. And when Tura killed the sea serpent, that was like the tribe was like, you can't, that's impossible. Yeah, but it, the way him. the way he did it is he gutted the sea serpent and then the big the big dinosaur serpent yeah, came, came and out. ate it. He came <laughs> and ate it. Sense, yeah, sense the sense blood. the blood, yeah, in the water. <laughs> yeah, I forgot there's a lot of uh, dinosaur killing too. Dinosaur yeah. blood. Yeah, I I enjoyed that quite a bit. I wish they would have done like a Magnus one and <laughs> solar man of the atom <laughs> that would have been sweet like all the gold key they did give gold key credit mm-hmm. too at the time like i was wondering like when this came out was it a claim or was it what was it you know but i guess oh, gold, yeah, key, gold key yeah. gold key still owned the rights to those characters even though a claim was publishing them okay the gold key was still around yeah and, and Turok had success, like more success than anybody, because he had the, I think, three versions of a video game. He and, was very popular in the video game arena. In the comics, he had several versions that mm-hmm. he he's the one that was sort of keeping a claim alive towards the tail end. That and Shadow Man. Shadow Man had a good video game and and some some great creators at the tail end. Mm-hmm. But they had de-aged Turok significantly from the Valiant run. And but I would say, in terms of general popularity, like in the ma- the masses, or just it, just in ter- even in terms of being aware that these things exist, Turok is probably the the one that people know. Turok More people and... know about Turok than any of the Tur- others. Yeah, Solar and Magnus. I I would say. It's probably more known than the other two. I think it's plus. plus I think I, I think I think when Turok number one hit, it was like 
it outsold solar and magnus like the print runs on solar and magnus were pretty low that's why they were expensive and then Turok number one hit from well, had, the fancy, had the nice fancy cover yeah cover yeah <laughs> which was like totally in at the time that chromatic cover oh gosh i remember when that came out that's beautiful that's a thing of beauty man yeah that was a gorgeous book when it came out i was like oh so nice <laughs> <laughs> But I've been so finding nice. like all my movies on. Um, it, it's so weird because I I think Amazon Prime has a really good algorithm for me personally. Oh, for suggestions. Yeah, because it it lets me navigate, and I I like how it lets me navigate the actors and all that stuff. It it says we think you're gonna like this stuff, you know. You, you, you rate this movie this, and you, we think you're going to like it. And they're pretty much spot on mm-hmm. uh, for, for me personally. But it's weird because on the comic end, now that they've gotten rid of Comixology, I think I think it's effectively gone yeah. this month. Mm-hmm. Um, they migrated totally the Kindle app. That's a clusterfuck. Like, it is so hard for me to find shit. Like, I, I yeah. really have to use the search to look exactly for what I'm, but as far as its suggestions, it has no fucking clue who I am, like it or what I want. Like it, it it doesn't know what I'm doing. And then it throws books in there now. And it's like, ah, get this shit out of there. (laughs) You know, like, I don't want that. How dare you? How dare you? And, And it makes it really hard. Like it's not trivial for me just to do a drop down and say, no, I just want comics. Because then I do some additional filters and it shifts me shifts me back out to books. So I'm like, fuck this. It's really annoying, but I, I still subscribe because they have a lot of stuff. That reminds me of trying to get like look for a CD on Amazon because it always pushes you towards the digital music. I'm like, no, I want the CD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, sometimes it's like a nightmare trying to just to get it to not go to the digital yeah maybe movie. that's why the movies is so good because it's it's meant like when you're on the amazon prime app it knows you're there mm-hmm. and um the thing i like about amazon prime is you could buy anything you pretty much if if you can't find it streaming you know mm-hmm yeah. I don't. I don't do that. I, I've been more of a, a waiter. Like I'm gonna wait until it shows up on yeah. one of my streaming services, and yeah. I just sit it out and wait because there's pl- on, plenty other stuff to watch. Yeah, even on Amazon, if there's something that I want to watch and it's not free streaming, I'll just add it to my wish list because at some point in the future, it, it's likely that it'll be, it'll it'll become free for streaming. So. Yeah. But Amazon, we've talked about this before. One thing I like about their selection versus other streaming services, just just the depth of weird, like straight to video type releases. <laughs> I like so it. many, so I, much stuff. I really like it for their selections of movies from the seventies, the eighties. Like, yeah, it yeah. it just has a lot of stuff that I've just. And I'm having so much fun in that time frame because I'm just I'm not I'm like a like a sponge like I'm I'm just absorbing it like oh I remember when gas stations were like that in the 70s and I'm 
I remember these stores and how they did these layouts and stuff, and I'm just absorbing like all of it. Yeah, I was watching something. It was from the '70s, and they like just the the shots they had of like the streets and the stores and stuff. It's like, yeah. oh my god, this is like a time capsule. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Totally captured. Like I love seeing like the cars on the roads, like yeah. in old movies, because that's like it just captures everything. <laughs> it's amazing. So like I I saw Cleopatra for the first time. Like Elizabeth Taylor, mm-hmm. and um, I, I thought that was great. I saw Gator, like that was Burt Reynolds. That's about a, a a moonshine guy that was arrested and then gets out of prison and then goes to visit his family and then they want him to go undercover to take take down a bad person that's that's in the city and controls the whole city. So yeah, I know the, what that is. I don't think I, I've never seen that though. I need to, but there's two movies, watch them in order. Cause I didn't. Okay. You got to oh, watch a movie called one? white lightning is the first oh, one. Yeah. I remember that. So one. white, white lightning, they're the same fucking plot is Burt Reynolds is in prison. <laughs> and then they, they want, he, he basically wants to get out to get revenge for his brother. Cause somebody killed his brother. And he, the government says, "Oh, we'll let you out, but you gotta, you gotta get this one guy, you know, find evidence on him so we can take him down. This evil sheriff that's running the town. Well, that's the same fucking plot in Gator, except it's different. Like it's a different. Uh, Is it the same character ger- though? No, it's the it, it, Yeah, it's the same character, Gator. He play. He's Gator. Okay. In both of them, but. He's oh, the only he's the only common all common piece of it. Yeah. Amazon does have a bunch of Burt Reynolds movies. Yeah, well Gator, you got to check out Gator and White Lightning. Yeah, check that out. But before out. you get this, this you got to watch this, okay? This is a Charles Bronson movie. <laughs> this is called Mr. Majestic. Like I had no idea what this it was. It is the fucking craziest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. It is it, it it is like John Wick before John Wick, except it's not you killed my dog. It's like don't west with my fucking watermelons, because he's a watermelon farmer. <laughs> uh, yeah, farmer farmers are. Oh my god, it's fantastic! Like I, I I I fucking loved it, and there's like lots of car explosions and all kinds of stuff because he goes to prison for beating somebody's ass. For, for trying to bring work onto his farm unsolicited, like take over his harvesting. And he takes his own shotgun from him and beats the shit out of him. And then that guy gets him arrested. And now he can't pick his watermelons. And they put him in prison with a hitman that's like wanted in several states. The feds want him and everything. And then they're on the same bus. And then like five dudes try to break him out of the bus. And. There's explosions everywhere, all kinds of shit going on. Charles Bronson captures this hitman, beats the shit out of him. Like he says, I'm going to fucking kill you when I get out of here. And, and like he says, okay, I'll give you your money. You want money? I'll give you 20 grand right now. You call this woman and she's going to bring you 20 grand. And he calls the woman and he basically has her pay $3.81 just to the person that he owes phone money to in the beer. Like he bought one beer and needed to use the phone. 
so this guy's like pissed. So when he gets free, he's like, I gotta kill Charles Bronson. Like he 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 doesn't want to just escape to Mexico. He's like, I'm gonna kill this watermelon farmer. It is so good. <laughs> I'll add it to my list. Yeah, it is. It is fantastic. I I I love I'm loving my Charles Bronson movies. And then I've watched a lot of uh Marilyn Monroe. I've always I watched the blonde sort of movie about her life and then I mm-hmm. I saw the 7-year itch. <clears throat> sure. Which, which was that's an unusual one cuz it's about a guy that like self-documents stuff, but it has that famous scene like when she's over the grate and her dress comes it blows up. up. Yeah, but it's about like heat in New York City. So like back in those days, the men would send their wives off because it would get too hot in New York City to with with their kids to go off somewhere during the summer while they stayed back and worked and flirted. Right? I mean, that was the thing. They they would get like a seven year itch and say, "Oh, I can mess around." And Marilyn Monroe, I was gonna say Marilyn Chambers. <laughs> Marilyn, Marilyn, that, Marilyn Monroe is uh, in the same building as him, and he invites her over, and then shenanigans ensue. But yeah, I've I've really been digging a lot of uh, stuff. I I've seen some like Tons it hot, stuff. the Misfits. Yeah, I saw Totally Killer. Did you get a Did you get to watch? I did that? watch that. I watched that last night. Yeah, that one was a totally rip off of Back to the Future kind of thing <laughs> in a horror movie, but it was pretty good. Well, I mean, it's it's any it's any. I don't think it was a direct rip off of Back to the Future. Well, it's like, what if Back to the Future happened with a serial killer? Yeah, it's a time time travel. I want to go back to the I want to go back to the past back to save something. my mom. Yeah. yeah, it's essentially. And then I'll, I'll, I'm going to have to deal with all the repercussions of what I did in the past. Yeah. But t- to be fair, they do name drop Back to the Future a couple times. <laughs> well, they use it directly. She's yeah. like telling the cops, haven't you seen Back to the Future? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, like when she's got she's the like, D- Go watch she... Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what's happening to me. <laughs> and she has the DNA evidence, right, of the that killer. That so right? funny. <laughs> <laughs> she's got the bag of blood and all this. You need to use this, and the guy just throws it on the floor. He's like, run the like, DNA, and they're like, they're what? like laughing. What are you talking about? <laughs> She's like, put in and do a search of the database. They're like, yeah, we'll put it in the database for BNA. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was one thing I liked about this movie is they did a good job of showing how a character, a modern day character, would react to a lot of the stuff back then. And and not the like you know neon big hair or neon colors or the pop stuff, but like the the real mostly like security type of stuff. Like she goes to the school and says, "How much I'm a transfer student," and she's like, "Okay, here's your schedule." And she's like, "Don't you need to check anything?" Don't you need like, to check no. anything? No, no, not at all. <laughs> or like yeah, the the DNA thing. She's they're like, what da- nationwide database? What are you talking about? <laughs> no such thing as a nationwide database. And it's thinking back, it's like, wow, that's so weird, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't have that stuff back then. Uh, and then had really good soundtrack too. Like 
all the music from the 80s. So 87, man, it was perfect year for me too. So that's the mm-hmm. year I graduated. So yeah, that was a good year. The other, the other interesting thing is, um, since the other bigger you know, time travel movies like Back to the Future and Hot Tub Time Machine were made like whatever, early in the nineties or the two thousands or whatever. The this one we got an additional uh angle in that it had a lot of the modern day societal norms like political correctness and Oh, yeah, because she was always like, you just said that? (laughs) Yeah, so she goes back there and she's, like, offended by, like, people touching her or things people say. They're like, well, you can't just say that. (laughs) And they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, they did. Or the shirts they're wearing. (laughs) Like, the one guy's wearing Federal Booby Inspector. (laughs) (laughs) At a, like, carnival. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't just wear that shirt. (laughs) She was like, this is very problematic. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that was that was, that was good. One one other uh, one other uh, Charles Bronson movie I want to turn you on to that's on um, Amazon Prime is Ten mm-hmm. to Midnight. Have you ever seen this one? This is from his Canon years, like from you know Canon films. Yeah, I don't think Th- I. This one is it, so, so odd. Because there's a serial killer that stalks women, okay, and when he kills them, he's like totally naked. Like he gets naked, like, and goes after women. That's when that that's how he kills them. And then he usually sets himself up with some weird alibis. And Charles Bronson's a cop that has to take him down. And it, it is really interesting. Um, it has full frontal nudity too. Like, you see this guy's dick <laughs> for for like a one of these movies but he's a he's a weird killer he's like a a guy that is like impotent or something and he takes out his frustrations with women on women and he mm-hmm. like just stalks them but it it, it is uh and, and charles one. bronze yeah that's a good one you have to check that one out that one was free too, so like if you're a Prime member, you don't have to. I like that one a lot. Now I'm watching the evil that men do, and it turns out to be it's even crazier. Is there's, the, uh, you know how the Nazis had those doctors that would torture people? Well, there's like a modern day one that works for governments to torture people that that do wrong to the governments. And he wears like a hood. He's called the doctor. And he like tortures people like just uh-huh. extreme pain until they die. Or And Charles Bronson has to hunt him down and bring that guy to justice. But that's another good one. And cool. I want I want to do more Char- uh, Burt Reynolds ones, but. I have to pay Looks for like most of them. Evil that men do was remade, or at least there's another. I don't know if it's the same story or not. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's the same story. 
Yeah, I haven't finished that one. I watched. I was exercising to it this morning, and I said, "This is unusual." Like, it just opens up with this guy torturing these people in front of like these dictators, right, from other countries, and they're like they like hire him to go there, and then Charles Bronson's like retired in Mexico, and this professor goes to say, "You know, we need to get he, we need to hire you to go after this guy." Mm-hmm. but uh it's pretty good like i i haven't run it usually the charles bronson movies fit well i'm so used to the they they fit in like this awful awful criminals and then he has to go get just bring them to justice but this is that one and mr majestic fall out of his typical movies you know yeah, but also still, still him kicking ass. <laughs> it's still him kicking ass, but the plots are like way out there. Like they're yeah. they're they're way bigger than his typical plot. And I forgot to put that on my list. Ten to midnight because I really liked it. I was trying to record everything I wa- I watched a lot during this break. I even got to go to the movies and see Napoleon, which I wanted to see. He's fascinating, Napoleon. Like, I I really didn't realize a lot of what he did. Yeah, I don't know his... I don't know a lot either. He was like a conqueror, just like Caesar and lots of others, but he did it in a very different way. They say that like his strategies were used in a lot of other things because he was so good with the amount of soldiers that he used. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. He was like a chess player in war. <clears throat> it's so weird to me though like in war in that time and the revolutionary war and civil war how the generals would be on the battlefield and they'd have opportunity like it, it's weird how war has changed it was like if if you were to take out a general you were that was a bad thing because it, you were you were killing like the leadership of there and it was not looked upon as a, a glorious thing is to it's a, there's a reason they stayed alive more more so than not because they were on the field and fighting sometimes but in today's world if you t- one of the strategies is to take out the leader and then the, they'll fall apart you know so right how how how, how, how time, yeah how have times changed you know <laughs> we have no honor anymore there was there, there was one one scene where the British had a sniper with the musket, and he's like, "Permission to shoot his ass." Like, I just want to take him out. And I, I I would I would go back in history. I know this is probably a movie thing. It, there's nothing in history that probably said a sniper rifle was on this guy and could have killed him. But it it is interesting that you know they fought in these battles and they never got killed. Like Napoleon died on the island he was exiled on. And he was exiled twice. 
And then the whole relationship with Josephine is very interesting. Like, it, it, it is fascinating to me. You think if one of the leaders went on the battlefield, then he's giving up his right to protection. <laughs> you would think. Otherwise, it's not fair. <laughs> it, it, it looked like utter chaos. Like, I know uh, Knutson saw it, too, and he's like, those battlefield scenes are awesome. And he, It is the way it's shot. The way the movie go plays, though, it, it's kind of interesting because it, it focuses a lot on uh, his relationship to Josephine, which which I think is part of his life because he had to divorce her because she couldn't get certainly. she couldn't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. But he loved her like everything in his life in, in this movie is like. The only thing he cared about was Josephine and France and his soldiers. Those were the things that mattered. And I think he said that on his deathbed, like France soldiers are, are my men and Josephine in that order. But it's, it, it's, that's what I'll, I'll say. My wife, my children, comic books, comic books. <laughs> 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 yeah my cds and my dvds i do like music but i i i, I uh oh i really like dolly parton's new cd <laughs> oh she have a new album she's uh rocking out in it it's a rockabilly thing where she has like she has Paul McCartney and Ringo on there. She's got um what is Freebird Leonard Skinner, Kid Rock, I mean Pat Benatar, Joan Jett, like everybody teaming up with her. Kind of like the old, all the old people are on it. Yeah. Like she does some Stone songs, but there's no Keith Richards and and um, Mick Jagger, but a lot of the the rock Wait, stars are, these, are on are it. Are these all covers? Yeah, they're all covers. Okay. She's she's doing all of the singing for the most part, and then they they'll come in and sing like the chorus and weird. other things. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty cool though. though. Or they'll alternate choruses. Do you know what I mean? Like she'll do the main and then yeah, the other person will come in and then they'll go back and forth. And sing together. But it's pretty cool. I've always been huh. a Dolly Parton fan, so I, yeah, I'm really I have, enjoying it. I have a lot of, I have mad respect for Dolly Parton. It's it's really worth like she was even did a halftime show. She looked incredible. She was uh, in a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader outfit during the halftime show at Thanksgiving mm -hmm. singing songs. She, she does Queens. Uh, we will rock you. We are the champions too. It's pretty awesome. She did that at, during the, the football game too. Oh, did she? Yeah. We listened to the whole it's thing on her. the way, way down. It was pretty good. You could tell her voice is, is age. She is 77. So yeah, she's gonna sound a little different. She sounds a little bit different, hey, hey. definitely, but it's still a beautiful voice. Yeah. 
made me want to watch Burt Reynolds and her in Little Horhasa, Texas, but I couldn't find that streaming anywhere without buying it. I remember when that movie came out because I was like, Whorehouse? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I want to see that. It's a movie about whorehouses? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was probably, what was I like, 84 maybe, something like that? I, I think it came out when we were in high school for sure. Look it up, Whorehouse. Best little whorehouse in Texas, 82. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Middle school. Yeah. yeah. That's why it was shocking to me. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, like, uh, yeah, I I guess it was the hormones thing. I really want to see that. Prepubescent. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's going to be lots of titties in that. (laughs) (laughs) Whorehouse, there's going to be titties in that movie. (laughs) Tell pardon. Tell pardon. Now, my brother told me about the totally killer. He says, you'll probably enjoy it because it's like around your time frame, you know? Yeah, it it was 100% in in our wheelhouse. Yeah. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't. When it comes to a movie like that, I don't overanalyze because I'm sure you could find tons of stuff in it. It was like, that's not how it was. That's not how it was. But yeah. In general, I thought they they did a good job of poking fun at us (laughs) back then. (laughs) Just the differences between what society was like back then versus now. Yeah. And, you know, I I, I, I even like their thing on the blowjobs. Like, there was that one girl, you pee out of that. (laughs) (laughs) She wouldn't give any blowjobs. But she's like, you could put it in my ass. (laughs) 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 And they they were called the Mollies because they dressed like Molly Ringwald. They all dressed like Molly Ringwald. Yeah. They were kind of like the mean girls yeah. of the high school. And it was weird, too, how they had, like, the the principal, the coach, the, um, you know, what they turn into in the future. Yeah, at first, the, yeah, you see them in the future, and then it jumps back to the past, and you get yeah, to see, you get to see them in the it's high all, school. It's all the same people, basically, yeah. They they do have a pretty good twist on the the murder too. I mean, when you yeah. think about it. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Although it was interesting because as I was watching it, I'm like, you know, who the murderer is really doesn't matter at all in this movie. It, 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 it plays no. Yeah, it plays no part in the movie at all. <laughs> and the one you think it is, I, I don't know. Like, I, I like the way they switch. They they do the switcheroo thing. Oh, the red herring. Because yeah. because it it is the red herring is based totally on the time jump, like it has nothing to do with um what really happened in the past. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what's interesting. Yeah, that was that was interesting. That was yeah they made they made it a little more interesting than it would have been. Yeah, if it was just straight story. Yeah, and I, 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 I do like want to see the one I want to queue up maybe for tonight because I don't, I'm not podcasting tonight is the uh, Exorcist is playing the new oh, one. Oh, the new one. Yes. Yeah, it's that. playing like, on NBC now, Peacock. 
Yeah, I saw that on there. I'm like, oh. that's why when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, is that the new one? Yeah, I want to see date that. Was, the date was this this year. I'm like, oh, that's the new one. Yeah. <laughs> like it, that was fast. That was just in theaters. We're almost done with the morning show too because that's three seasons. Mm-hmm. That that's really like if you ever get the Apple TV, I'd highly recommend that show. Yeah, there's a bunch on Apple that <laughs> they do a they do a fantastic job of incorporating because it's a new show, incorporating te- you know events like COVID and sexual harassment and everything else into this show. Like it, it is it is pretty cool how they do it. All the Apple TV yeah. stuff has been pretty good. Like I haven't been disappointed with Yeah, it seems like they well it's probably well, enjoy it while it lasts cuz I think they when they first started up they had a bunch of money and they're like, "Hey, we want to make a name for ourselves." So you know, here's a well, bunch of money, produce some really amazing things. Well, the, well, I think they're investing a lot into movies. Unfortunately, their movies have flopped. Uh, Napoleon didn't do well. They they put money into Napoleon. That's an Apple-produced movie, okay. and, and so is The Killers of the Flower Moon or whatever, mm-hmm. which was uh, Scorsese. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... <clears throat> That can't so, be cheap. <laughs> yeah, so they've been putting a lot of money, but I don't think like it's so hard to predict like what's gonna hit in theaters and what's not. You know, like I, I would, the, I think I the would, studios can't figure out. Well, I don't think they theaters. can either. Like, I, I just don't. I think horror movies are always a hit because they're so low budget. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think right, right, right. I, like I want to see Thanksgiving because that was one of the trailers in Grindhouse, just like Machete. And it's, um, what's his name? Eli Roth. So I I really want to see that. And I really want to see Silent Night, which is kind of like a badass action hero in, um, on Christmas. So those are two that I really want to see still. And the Godzilla movies out now too. The one from Japan. So that would there's okay. there, there's a lot at the theaters that I I want to see. Yeah, it's interesting, <clears throat> but I think it's yeah. It, it, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the studios are wondering if people are if if they'll ever get the number of people in the theaters that we had pre-COVID. Well, there, there's, there's hits. I mean, Barbie did really good. I mean, there's, there's movies True. that are doing gangbusters. Right. Uh, what's her name's concert? What? Uh, Taylor Swift. Britney Spears. <laughs> Taylor Swift has ma- made a lot of money at the theaters, and now they're showing um, another concert in the theaters that just opened up this week. So maybe those are what people are going to see. I don't know. I still love the theater. Like I, the theater experience. Well, I, 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 I think it has to do with me personally. But like Barb likes to go to the theater too, but I don't think she likes it as much as I do. But I always like it was a big thing when my parents took me to a movie theater. I was always mm-hmm. like excited. Like it was the, it was the bomb. Even though we never got to get movie theater popcorn, my mom would make her own popcorn because we couldn't afford it. 
and we'd have our she said oh you want a fried bologna sandwich it's coming at the movie theater and then we'd always have our pops you know you'd hear yeah it's funny my mom yeah. my mom is like four foot oh, god she must be like four foot seven like she's tiny tiny yeah and she would bring in this big ass fucking purse it looked like a (laughs) duffel bag and i swear there was like popcorn and sandwiches (laughs) it was like a picnic man yeah but like it was we would go to movies a lot and sometimes there were the cheaper films we'd see them later but it was I don't know. I've always liked to go to the theater because of that. And still, like today, it's like, oh, god damn, that popcorn is so good. <laughs> it is good. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the theater experience. Just, I think mostly because, like, you're completely in the movie. Like That's what I like about it. I'm, en- it. I'm engrossed. When you're at your house, yeah. you can become engrossed, Stretch. but it's a little harder, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, well, because you're usually not in the dark. There's yeah. The other stuff going on. All your stuff's around. You yeah. Know, you, you see it. You yep. can reach, touch, and <laughs> your phone's right there. But in the theater, you're in the dark. Speakers all around you. Giant screen. Yep. Popcorn. Your and lap. I, I was telling Barb, I, I, if I was retired, I'd probably go to the movie theater three times a week. And I would see everything. Like, I would see everything I wanted to anyway. Mm-hmm. Unless I was retired too early and I couldn't afford it. And I could only do one a week. Then I would still go once a week. But, like, this week I would go four times a week. Because there's four things I want to see. Yeah. Just go see. Yeah, why not? Go see it. Go see everything. Yeah. Until you get tired of it. And I like the morning features because only the old people go to the 10 o'clock feature. Like the 10 a.m. feature, <laughs> yeah. it's all—it is so cool to go see Napoleon and Killers of the Flower Moon and all those other ones. And there's like no kids; like it's just all old people. <laughs> yeah, probably not a lot of kids going to see Napoleon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Napoleon got terrible. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's definitely it, well, it, it is a weird movie the way they shot it though because it it almost feels like a docu series like a you know like one of those things that they reenact it almost feels yeah. like that that's weird yeah Did, it, it is do your very viewers weird. not like it because of the movie itself or because of the liberties they took with the historical story. I don't know. I didn't go look at it because it was critics 50. I don't know. It was like critics 58 and fans 57. So it's usually it, mm. it was pretty interesting. It's not a good measure. The the one thing I will I will say, like even from a Hollywood perspective, is they made him so unemotionally attached like i I don't know if he really was like they were trying to go for something Mm -hmm. but because he was so non-emotional it was hard to get like the only thing he loved in life was josephine like that was his only driving force and it was it was weird because it was then it was more like 
oh, this is the battle of this. This is the battle of Waterloo. Always chasing <laughs> yeah, the Russians that, into Russia. So there's no personal connection. To... Yeah, you, you don't become so attached. He, it's more he like had to a... be passionate towards that stuff, too, because otherwise just run away with the girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why, yeah. Why are you doing all this stuff if that doesn't drive you? So it had to drive him. Yeah, I don't, it's it's a it's a very unusual movie. I think I think you'll like it just for the historical pieces of it, but it's it's definitely worth watching for sure. It's a long movie too. Like I'll see it eventually. That one it's I like Killers of the Flower Moon or whatever. That that I thought they could trim out an hour. Like it was so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the way it was that. it was paced it was just i i think jimmy palmiotti saw it too or some somebody in the comic community i can't remember if it was him or somebody else saw it and said it was just a little too long like they should have trimmed it because the stuff that they kept in there you, you'd still get the point you know what i mean like it still tell you the same story yeah it doesn't give you anything yeah additional But I think we knocked out everything we've seen unless there's... You, you saw a couple more things, I'm sure. Besides Turok and Totally Killer. I have watched some stuff. What? I don't know. Wait, I think I might have made a note. <laughs> Let me look on my phone. Uh, there we go. What did I want to talk about? Uh... Why did you watch a lot of bad stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I watched. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, I'm continuing my uh, going through my TiVo and watching old shows that I recorded and never watched. Yeah. So I watched Beverly Hills 90210, the re- the reboot of Beverly Hills 90210. Did you watch the old one? I did. For like the first season. Was it a mini series that came back or what? What was it? Yeah, it was just like five it was like five or six episodes. Or maybe eight. But it, I it ne- was I never actually saw that or Melrose Place at all. I yeah, I watched the first season of Melrose Place too. I think the only thing that I watched on Fox that was a drama was um Twenty One Jump Street. Okay. Yeah, I used to watch that. And Booker. That came out of Twenty One Jump Street, right? Yeah, I don't think I watched. I don't think I was. I think I was but out by time. Everything else out. was like The Simpsons and uh, Married with mm-hmm. Children and mm-hmm. situational the, comedies. The whole the whole Fox Sunday Night lineup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this nine hundred two and oh was it was like a meta type thing where it was the actors trying to get together because they wanted to do a new uh, they wanted to reboot 90210 basically with the same actors yeah so it's the original actors but they add new to, new actors to, to spawn off a new show no it was gonna be them well, i guess it's not a reboot they wanted to do a new season of 90210 mm. because all, all all these shows are coming back so they wanted to bring back 90210 so, but it wasn't it wasn't nine oh two and oh. It was them working to get nine oh two and oh on the air, basically. 
So it was the actors playing fictional versions of themselves working on getting their fictional show on back on the air. Ah. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad actually. It was it was all right. <laughs> I I think it would be pretty cool if you actually watched the show. If you liked it. Yeah, yeah definitely. If, if you you're a it. fan of the old show then it was worth watching. The idea watching. of that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that it was not 90210 exactly. What else? Any watched... movies from the library or I have seen some I didn't write down my movies from the library. I need to get better at this, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> I never write down my library movies. You should I watch just do what I do when you write down your comics or whatever. Also, you do your write movies down my and movies. the same things. Yeah, that's how I track it. Should do. Like that. I totally forgot about Ten to Midnight. Like I, I didn't write it down, and I just remembered it because I, I can always go back to Blue Sky, which is the one where I just record my movies and comics, and I can see what I watched. So you use Blue Sky for? That's what I use it because Twitter, I just have too much retweets and too much other things. Yeah. Whereas Blue Sky, I could just look at exactly like what I did. Oh, I started to read Golden Age Phantom too. That's another thing I did over the break. You know when I saw you you've seen the vampire movie Let Me In, right? Yeah. Did you see the remake and the original or just the remake or just the original? I thought I saw both of them. I saw both of them almost back to back and I thought the remake wasn't as good. Like I don't know why I thought that. Maybe it's because I saw it so close and um, but now that I see the remake, I like the remake more. So it, it's weird. I I saw the remake Switch again with position. with Chloe Montez or whatever her name is. Morez or something. Yeah. It, it is really cre. It is real like, it is such an original vampire twist. Like, I mean, if if you think about it. Well, I remember the original did something where I don't remember if the vampire was a female but wasn't a female. It was a male. I, 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 don't, I don't remember. There was something with the sexual, like when she took off her clothes, you saw something. But I, I don't remember seeing it in this remake. But what, what makes it fascinating is the old man that you think is her father is her lover. Which is creepy as shit. But he he aged and she didn't because she's a vampire. And he's sort of like the keeper. That That is pretty freaky as shit. And the fact that she finds this new young boy to do the same thing 
when her lover dies that that's just weird i mean it it is so weird in the original like i don't know how mm-hmm. they would have thought of this but it, it it's crazy and uncomfortable because it you, you go to think about it and the old man like there's some uncomfortable scenes in the at least in the seek the the remake where you're like that is weird because he's an old man and he's like loving her like looking at her they they don't make it like that way up front until towards the end and it's because that's one of the twists because you see a photo of them together when they were kids and it's like she looks the same and he's a kid (laughs) and now he's like 65 you know what i mean it's weird Mm -hmm. gosh when was that 2008 yeah that's that's a good a good uh, film to see I found my I found some movies that I watched. I I, I just I watched some older movies. So I watched a movie called Smoke. That is that Burt Reynolds? That's Harvey Keitel. Oh, Harvey Keitel. Is that is this available on streaming? I don't think so. Probably well, I got these are DVDs. Oh, okay. That was what? about it's about Harvey Keitel owning a a smoke shop. And then a very young, oh, what's that guy's name? Gosh, I always forget his name. It's a guy on the show I'm watching called Them. Wait, not Them. What the show I remember the name of? <laughs> I thought Them was the one you've been watching. Oh, maybe it is. And he was on Oz. He's very well known. I never remember his name though. Michael smoke. something. Actually, I could just look up smoke. There wasn't that many people in it. 1995? Is that what it was? Yeah, 95. Well, I can see this movie. It's on Oh, is it streaming it's somewhere? On Paramount Plus and Apple TV. Oh, there you go. But it's basically, I mean, it's an indie film, so it's basically about the lives of these people who come in into this smoke shop, and about this this kid, Kitty hires William Hurt. Yeah, William Hurt's in it. He's he's a, one of the main characters. Forrest Whitaker. I'm just trying to figure out who your stalker Channing. Like, who's the guy that? It's not. It's not a, none of those. Somebody Esposito. It's not Esposito. I gotta go to IMDb. Ashley Judd's in it. Oh, I love her. Ashley Judd's in it, and when I watched it the first time, when I watched it, I didn't even. I was, no, it was very, her. Yeah, I didn't even recognize her at first. I find her so sexy. Oh my. She's not God. sexy in this movie. <laughs> well, she's she could be like not sexy and still be sexy to me. I think this was one of her first roles too. All right, let me find the name of this dude. There's a lot of actors in here, so I have no idea Cats. who you're talking about. Oh, Harold Pernod. That's it. 
I don't know who that is. Harold Pernod. He's been in tons of things. From. That's the show. <laughs> From. I hate the name of that show. 28 Weeks Later. The Edge. King of New York. Matrix Reloaded. So I've seen him. I just don't know. Yeah, he's been in tons and tons of I stuff. I guess he's not. He, he had a big somebody... role in Oz, but I know you didn't watch Oz. My my wife did. That's her show. Yeah, she'll know she'll know him from Oz. What was another big one that he was in? It's hard to tell. There's, he was in Thirty so Days many. of Night, Dark Days. That's you know, I mean, sequel. you know him from his picture, right? You recognize him. Well, I'm looking at Just Watch, and it didn't give me a picture. No, it doesn't so. give you a picture. Yeah, if you saw a picture of him, you'd be like, "Oh, that guy." I know. I guess this wasn't even one of his... Where is it? Oh, yeah, there it is. It's one of his first major major roles. He was on The Cosby Show for one episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, his first role was on Fame, the TV series. I remember that. The Wow, that's... He's old, then. He's Fame probably about... Fame the TV the TV show was in the eighties, right? Yeah, in the eighties. He's got to be around our age, maybe a little bit older. We're old as shit, though. So, (laughs) so that's right. I I, I actually thought this Harold Perot was gonna be the younger guy. (laughs) I thought I was I was thinking of a younger guy. He was young in this movie, or at least he looked young. I guess he wasn't that young. But we were young, too, at one time. <laughs> we were young in... Well, 95, we weren't young. Yeah, actually, he looks young, but he was actually kind of old. I was wow. young in 95, I think. I felt younger. I mean, Things we were, were in 20s, so we were still young playing. still. Yeah. I don't think we were old until 50. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so you dug this movie? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I wouldn't rush out to see it or anything, but then I also saw a movie called Shampoo, which I think that, I think that one's on. Prime <laughs> this streaming. this one I I've heard of. It's with. The, uh, the... Goldie Hawn. Warren, Warren Beatty, right? Uh, I don't think he's in it. That's a different shampoo. I oh, don't know so if it is a different shampoo. This, I was thinking shampoo 1975. Is there two different shampoos? 1975. Let's see who's in it. Oh, yeah, 1975. Warren Beatty. Yeah, Goldie Hawn and Warren Beatty. So you didn't see oh, this Oh, that one. is it. That is the one I saw, Goldie Hawn one. Well, then the the guy with the black hair is Warren Beatty. You saw 1975. Man, you, you're you're lost. <laughs> I am lost. <laughs> Wait, is this the version I saw? Unless she's in two versions of shampoo. Shampoo, that would be that would be weird. 
Well, when I look up shampoo, there's only shampoo and black shampoo. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting my movies mixed up. So you didn't see shampoo? No, I did not see shampoo. Okay. What did I watch? What's, a, then? what's it's another, another? It's a Goldie Hawn movie. I have shampoo. I just haven't watched it yet. What I did watch one Goldie Hawn movie though. What was it? Overboard. <laughs> it's <was> not overboard. <laughs> Private There's, Benjamin. It was. Son of a bitch. Oh, butterflies are free. That's the. Oh, Goldie I Hawn would have never. You, you, uh, that was probably your next guess. No, I, I, I know a lot of Goldie Hawn movies. <laughs> I was going to start going down the Chevy Chase team-ups, like Fair Play and all those. But Foul Play, yeah, that's a good you, one. You, you, went, you went into... Seems like old times, that's a good one. Yeah, those Best are great friends. ones. Yeah. Wildcats. Man, she was in a lot yeah, of Yeah, she's in she's a lot <laughs> of good movies. She was. Overboard's even good. Wasn't crazy about the remake, but I like Overboard quite Original, a bit. Original, yeah. Sugarland Express. I haven't seen that, but I need to see that. So anyway, this is called what? Butterflies are free. Never even heard of this one. And it, it's 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 about Goldie Hawn gets goes into a new apartment and she meets her her neighbor, not realizing that her neighbor is blind. And it's kind of the relationship that they they kind of form. And the the blind guy is played by Edward Albert, which is Eddie Albert's son. Oh, this Eddie one Al- this one's on uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's a it's a streaming it is streaming. Wow, you went from shampoo to this. Well. Yeah, it's because I I got both of the DVDs. I just couldn't remember which one I I got the name I got the, the titles mixed up. They were made only two years. Two, shampoo was two years after this one. But yeah, Goldie Hawn was great back then, man. She was great. She still is. She's one of those actresses I really like. She's married to um. Escape from New York guy, right? I know. Is she still um, married to him? Yeah. Yeah, they're still married. Why can't I not think of his name? Kurt Russell? Yeah, Kurt Russell. Thank you. That one I knew. Whew. There we go. Family. I think they have a... Well, they, ha- they have a son that is Winter Soldier soldier now um not winter soldier um u.s agent wait she wasn't married to the yeah they're married oh there we go yeah yep, they're, they're still married too yeah since 1983 yeah they're they're one of those couples that seems happily married oh that's interesting i didn't know that kate kate hudson was with uh a... yeah it's their just their kid no it's a but with a different husband that's not a kurt russell Spawn. Oh, Kate, Kate Huston isn't uh, Kurt Russell's daughter? I don't, I don't think so. I think she's Oliver Hudson's daughter. Oh, so she was married before. Yeah. yeah. Before Kurt first. Russell. So I, I, I know yeah. the, the new 
guy. Um, he, well, Kurt Russell is in a new um, uh, Apple. Yeah, he's in a new Apple uh, TV dinosaur thing. Who is? Um, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son. The guy that plays um, USA. Oliver Hudson. Not Oliver Hudson. His name, he has Russell as the last name. Wyatt Russell. There you go. Thank you. Wyatt Russell. Hey, I've seen this guy before. This Oliver Hudson. I didn't know that Goldie oh, Hawn was God. married prior. That's that's interesting. I didn't know she had so many kids who were actors. I totally recognize. Well, this I guy. I knew his daughters. Like she she's the biggest one, right? Yeah, like, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. She, Hudson. She, she's the biggest one. Kate Hudson. Yeah. Wow. There's an olive. No wonder we appeal to like people in the old folks home because they're like i remember no what's that name again <laughs> all, the, all the young people are like who, the who are these fuckers kids yeah who cares who cares about this shit who who the fuck is charles bronson what the hell's happening <laughs> why are they talking about comic books that are published in at the Transformers Con back in the yeah. early 2000s. No one cares. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> did did you? By the way, uh, I. But how we tangented off into this, we sort of ended with that zombie girl comic. Was there any others that you got that you needed to mention? Uh, let me see. I think there was a Be, couple. Because we it, we totally went off zombie. into the GI Joe. Uh, yeah, we're back. We're territory, back. yeah. <laughs> we're back for all you young, young people who like to hear about all the uh, comics that I bought from the nineties. <laughs> and some fill-ins. Oh, here we go. Morbid Angel. I got Morbid Angel number one. Morbid Angel to Helen back number one. That sounds familiar. It's Everett Hartso. London Knights. I don't have this. Now this is something I should have. There's like a lot of these. But I, I think I do have a version of this in a Kickstarter or something. Yeah, I think it was rebooted at some point. I think I might have gotten it too. But I think it was in the Kickstarter it was like in an anthology that had Razor and Morbid Ain't you know. This looks cool. There's less issues than I thought. Morbid Angel to Hell and Back, Penance, and Morbid Angel. Yeah, I like. I'm a big fan of Hart, so he's an. That's another kick. I do his daughter's Kickstarter, Kickstarters. Right? Yeah. Oh, here's another DC comic, The Naz, number three and four. I don't think I have that. That's a Tom Veach, Brian Talbot, prestige format series. For, so those are the two issues I was missing. 
And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, these prestige books, I didn't really get into the ones that were non non superheroes. Yeah. But there was quite a few of them. This was like their first Vertigo thing before being Vertigo. They they were playing in this. Yeah, for sure. This Rick Veach book would have been a Vertigo if there was a Vertigo. Brian Talbot. Anything else? No more you comics. Really, you, you really did, went to town there. You've been buying a lot of back issues. I have been too, but... Too many. It's mostly from the... Oh, I got some shit that you're going to be really interested in. Um, oh. On that uh, Twitter auction. Ah. Archie knockoffs that are not Archie. I saw that he... For, for that dude, I always see, like, he, he says, hey, here's some upcoming comics that are going to be out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, those are good. But then I'm never, like, online when he does yeah. he actually does them. <laughs> I got some of those. Oh. Yeah, I got... I I, yeah, lo- I, I asked him for a total because I'm, I'm getting high up there again. And uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where I'm at. And then I have a big order from um, Aaron coming, but... Mm-hmm. Aaron's stuff. Well, there, there's some stuff in there that you'd be interested in. There's some adult comics in there. Um, I saw him posting some of that. Some yeah, I, I do have some of that. And uh, let me let me see if I can. Uh, I don't know if this is gonna disrupt the podcast, but let's see if I can <laughs> click on this thing and tell you what. A lot of it is. Um, key issues like old fantastic four old amazing spider-man there a lot of it is expensive from, from stuff. Aaron? yeah expensive yeah. stuff i i am i am i have a really impressive collection of marvel now being a dc fan i mean i have almost com- i have completed my captain america's i'm almost to complete my iron oh. man's and thor's and uh fantastic four and spider-man's so it's like it's amazing. It's pretty pretty impressive. It is. Let's see. Oh, I got butterscotch. Have you heard of that? <sighs> I got a full I think run of I got, that. I'm gonna look it up. That's Milo Minara. Oh wait, Minara. butterscotch, the the porno one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. I got butterscotch. I one through butterscotch. three. I knew you knew oh, it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think that my comic shop would have it because they usually don't have the, the they, porny they have, comics. But they, they do. They they, they, they've changed it's for not in sure. Stock, but yeah, they, they used to not have any Eros comics, I swear. Yeah, Butterscotch. I remember that back in the day because those sexy girls he draws. Yeah, there's a girl giving a, a BJ to an invisible man. <laughs> yeah. This one yeah, about mo- these, most man? of them I'm getting are like golden eight, like the first puppet master. I'm getting some giant size chillers, uh, giant size werewolf. Mm-hmm. I got some things that 
I just wanted to get because it has bad batch characters. Some old mysteries in space with Adam Strange. Mm -hmm. Some strange tales featuring the Gollum. What is this one? It doesn't have the title on it, but it's another nasty one. Let's let's see what this one has in it. More Strange Tales. I almost have a full run of Strange Tales, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I got the three butterscotch. I got one Casanova black and white comic. The Jason Aaron? Uh, middle class. No, this is like a porno thing. Must Monster Lust and Fantagor... Hmm. Fantagrow, which is um, Fantagrow. It's Harold Heed Head. I got oh, one Harold of those. Head, yeah. yeah, but I haven't gotten them yet. They're shipping. They're they're coming to me. So yeah, it's a Casanova. Let me see what it is. Oh, is there there might have been a Manara Casanova. Yeah, I think it is a Manara. You know, I regret not getting the Manara collections they brought out. It's an Aerosol. This is a Ricard. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. So if you look under Aerosol, it's a black and white series that stars the famous French lover who lives extravagantly, loves hotly, and spies for the French government. Traveling throughout New Europe, Casanova brings his special brand of lovemaking to a number of aristocratic women. There's very little spying in this European import, as Casanova fills his time saving young women from their straight and prudish ways. <laughs> so it's yeah, a pretty nasty them. one. I'm gonna. That's, that's my goal in life: is to save the, women from the, their prudish ways. <laughs> <laughs> their pictures are nicely rendered, but there's very little plot here. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got. So there's a couple of things that you'd probably be interested in. What was the Archie one? Did you say? Oh, those the Archie ones are coming in on the other. Uh, I, I don't have them listed, but I will. It was like mi God, I can't think. Wasn't of it here. like uh? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on it. Not Buffy. I think it began Puffy. with an M. Mi Misty, no. No, it wasn't Misty. Muffy, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was ones Mist that I didn't oh, own. I didn't own them. That's for sure. I should look at this Archie Teen Rivals and see under M. Our, our little book we have. Let's see if there's anything under the letter M. Margie. Maybe it was Margie. Margie. I thought there was some... Uh... Oh, come on, brain. Look up Margie and see if it... Mar is Margie Archie? <laughs> I don't know. Let me see. I could look it up. Margie Archie. Margie. I don't know. There's a Margie Archie obituary. No, Margie <laughs> is an Archie. 
I don't know what it is. I'll I'll let you know. It's definitely like a woman's name. Yes, and I don't write things down as I get them. I just I get a surprise. Oh yeah, I got Poppy? that. In any That's case, cool. I did get some stuff. I could just go to his. Uh, Very cool. His auctions and see what that. I got. <laughs> I can do that. That's another way. But we got some comics to talk about. Yes. A bunch. What was your favorite? What was my favorite? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Red Room. Really? Red, like Room, Red, was Room. The, Red Room was the most tame one that, that I've seen so far. Out of the Red Rooms? Yeah. Because it was. It, was, it was about his daughter. Yeah. And the lawyer, right? It's about the decimator's law- daughter. What but wasn't it wasn't the guy that Yeah, the they lawyer. ended up to- the lawyer that was the lawyer for the decimator. He killed the he killed the decimator. The lawyer did? I don't remember that. Yeah, they sh- they showed it on like page 4. He, like, poisoned them or something. Yeah, poisoned them. That's why he he, he killed them because that that woman, Pandora, had him do it. Because he's working for her. But it's mostly about, yeah, the daughter being hounded by the media and then discovering some stuff about her her father because she didn't know funny 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 story about this this uh i couldn't find it that's not that doesn't surprise me (laughs) no but 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 i had pulled all the red rooms because it was like a guarantee we're gonna cover them right yeah keep them but uh, but i I didn't pull number one Ah. and i had evidence that i that i bought it but i didn't buy it from dcbs so I wasn't sure I could. I found it, oh, so I bought it digitally and I read it, and then I found it. And then you found it. Yeah. No, it, 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 that is interesting because when I pulled it, I grabbed the rest of the issues because I figure you know we'll probably just read them all. Yeah. But I can't. I can't find number two. <laughs> I, have I have one, three, and four. It's like, interesting because I have two number twos, two number threes, and two number fours. <laughs> But one number one, and I know what I know what happened is I ordered it from DCBS, and I, the comic shop guy was pulling it for me too. Uh. So this is the decimator. Did you at least get variant covers? No, they're the same. That's unfortunate. Because they do have a lot of cool variants. This is a decimator, and there was a cool decimator issue in the earlier series. 
Remember the one that had like three stories going on at the same time? Yeah. That was the one of the stories was the decimator's daughter. One was the decimator, and I can't remember what the third one was. Well, this one just makes you feel real sympathetic for the decimator's daughter. Like she's caught in a between she a rock know, and a hard yeah, place. She had no idea what her dad was doing. No idea. Oh, I see her, what you're saying. Uh, he killed him. I didn't realize that. Is did, did he kill him, and we should have known it from it must have had, the previous we must have seen issue? It in a, yeah, it must have been in the previous issue. Because it, it, yeah, it would have been weird for them to just kind of mention it in passing like this. I couldn't find note. I, I I tried to find my notes on the last issue, and I didn't have any notes. Do we even mm. cover it? <laughs> I must well, have we, read it because we we thoughts. we have covered um, all of volume one and all of volume two. So we did we did do it's it. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Because the last one I had to review for was the Crypto Island guy. That was a great issue. That was a great issue. <laughs> I love that one. But in this one, the uh, Decimator's daughter's friend comes to her and says, I think your dad might have been doing Red Rooms. <laughs> She's like, wasn't it my 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 uh, mom's boyfriend or something collects Red Room videos and I leaves this computer unlocked. So I, I was looking through him and I saw your dad. Or no, he saw someone with your dad's tattoo in his arm. And it's just a heart, so she's like, that could be anyone. That's not not necessarily my dad. Yeah, there's a million guys that have the tattoo. <laughs> but then she finds something sewn into her backpack. Because that's what the uh, uh, pentagram, what, what was her name? The... <laughs> she she's the one that hired the decimator, right? Yeah, yeah. She's the run. She runs. She runs one the, of red the red room. rooms. Yeah. So she she's having the lawyer. They know that the decimator had a lot of money, and was hiding it somewhere in a had it in a crypto wallet somewhere. But so they're oh, trying to. Oh, that was the big thing of this issue. Is the thing that she finds in her backpack leads her yeah. to. Because the lawyer's after the crypto, right? Right, because that, that's what the pentagram lady wants, obviously. Yeah, like, she wants his, his money. money. So he's, he's like, breaking into her, her house and other houses trying to find the the Bitcoin wallet code, but he almost, can't find it. Almost $300 million. Yeah, she, bit, she finds Bitcoin. it. Well, she finds a piece of paper that he sewed into her backpack and has like a QR code. So she scans it and it's like opening crypto wallet. <laughs> and she's like, oh, she's like, what in the world were you doing, dad? <laughs> <laughs> but then the uh, pentagram lady turns on, uh, turns on the lawyer. They're going to turn him into a, a red room. Op or a... No, they put him into that. Where the you know how they breed those inbred freaks? Yeah, she's well, she's the one they that has. They put the, them in there. Just for a second, though. No, 
Well, I thought it, they put him in there and they're grabbing him and they're like, we're going to breed you with them. Right? Yeah, but they took him back. They took him back out again, though. Oh, yeah. And they put him into one of those dead. Yeah. It's, like uh, a dead mortuary, person. right? Yeah, drawer. Yeah. Drawer. But I think that their goal, I think they're going to turn him into a killer. Yeah, one of the killers. Because if I remember correctly, I think they blackmailed the decimator into becoming that. Yeah. Oh, because he was like, yeah, what was that story? I don't remember the details of it. Well, I think he was into the red rooms and they were like, well, we're going to release this stuff on you if you don't do this or something. So he became one of their killers. Yeah. Wow, I wonder how she's going to legally do with all this money. Because she can't just like... Why'd you make everything so heavy? She's looking at me like, get off the podcast and pick this shit up. She bringing groceries. She's bringing in Costco stuff. Uh, she giving you the evil eye. Yeah. <laughs> what we like to call henyos. What do you call henyos? That's the 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 dirty look. Ah. Yeah, I guess I will. I guess I did rate this a five out of five, but I did find something else I liked more. So, what did you like more? I like Junior more. <laughs> I, Junior is also a five out of five for me. Because I I I didn't know like where it was gonna go, but. I just think artistically, God, I love the art so much. Like, okay, in terms of like storytelling, this art is perfect. It, oh like, my God! Flows so smoothly, it's like wonderful. It's like every once in a while you read a comic and it, it just flows so well. You're just like, oh, it feels so good. Like you get high off of it. <laughs> yeah. And that's what like, who's the artist? Kometo. Well, he's he's the writer too. Yeah, Alex Kometo, like. He just Not only that, but I the, the thing I found out, he's a creator, writer, and artist, so like he's done other mm-hmm. stuff, which I'd like to find out what it is because but he lives in Denver, Colorado. I, I saw that. I'm like, oh. So I'm like, wow. <laughs> Cuz I I was totally impressed with this. This is something that like nobody probably bought this because it was a non-stop it, it it is interesting though in the back matter they had covers for all the issues. No, it was just number one. Oh, they had variant, variant covers. Yeah. Also, I thought at first too. I'm like, weird. It's funny on the back though. It says collect collects issues one through four. That's what I was thinking of. It says collecting. So I don't know Which, if it was I like. Guess it technically does. It it does. There are there are four issues in here, but they just never came out. What a well-paced uh, like first issue though, like because he, oh, esta- he, he established like the mom that she would always train her daughter, you know, like mm-hmm. he, he it it um 
establish like how she sort of is her own personality and that personality gets her into trouble because she had to go to the space station and figure out what was going on with it. It introduces the dinosaurs on the island, the healing factor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it it does a fantastic job. And then it gives you all the, when you get into the well, tells you about issues. The, the space station and the damage, the, the strange damage that the space station took. Yeah. And that the, her boss is her father. Like we didn't know that. I don't think in the first issue. No, not in the first issue. And her father is the one that took her from corporal back to private. And then it shows you this other Sergeant Jones who it seems like she doesn't like she has all these great ideas. And then Sergeant Jones is like, no, we're going to we're going to do this. And she proves that her thing worked because they were supposed to. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do a flashback. So I think it's the second issue opens with like a flashback of like before before she ended up on this planet. Yeah, and how she was rebe- how she was rebellious from the start. Yeah. It got her in trouble. In the hippo they find out the hippo is an alien that just happens to look similar to hippos on Earth. <laughs> yeah. And that T-Rex, it explains, it explains the scene why the T-Rex didn't kill her when it caught up to her. Right. I thought yeah, that she, was that was yeah, pretty good. Yeah, and the first issue, she like screams at it, and then it runs away, and she's like, "Wow, that actually worked." <laughs> But later we find out why it worked, yeah. Oh, and it's even, yeah, that is interesting. Because if you look back, she like, it was when she took off her her head covering and screamed at it that that, that's when it worked, which makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. That's good. (laughs) And how that that healing thing they want to use for it, for for healing and then uh, the the corporation wants to use it to weaponize it. Yeah, they want to weaponize it. Yeah. I thought this was that... just fantastic. And you're you're right, the pacing is perfect. And it's like it like it like knew itself like I'm going to do this in four issues and every four issue every issue matters. Do you know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. It doesn't like regurgitate anything. It just—they must have known that they wanted it to be a non-stop. I, I don't. I, th- they probably didn't. I, but just, I mean, they—they. They, everyone knows you're gonna get collected at some point. So. I wonder if they no because they solicited them as non-stop. So I, I was gonna say I wonder if they choose that because of nobody bought a lot of issue number one, so let's just release it. But no, no, because. No, yeah, they know. Well, they knew before they published number one, but I don't know when they were making it. At what point they? Were... I st- I still don't think that there's a lot of non-stop successes. Like, how could they? How could that model be successful? Because you don't appeal to the the comic people in the monthly format because they're reinvesting right. in something 
they already have. And then you don't, the trade people, I don't know if you get enough of because there's only four issues in it. I, I, I don't know how, how they grab an, like, this is perfect for you because you're, that's what I do anyway. How, how many people do that though? You're the only person I know, <laughs> like on the planet that does yeah. that. Right. But I can't name on the other of... hand, they've been doing this for a couple, I mean, how many years have been, they've been doing it for several years now. So clearly it's working for them. Otherwise they wouldn't be doing it. I don't know. Maybe people like that. Maybe people like, I don't know, check it out. Maybe people say, oh, what's this trade? I've never heard of it before. Look it up and say, oh, there was one issue published. Maybe I'll read the digital copy of it and then see if I want to buy it or not. Yeah. But but I guess the big shame in it is because I don't think a lot of eyeballs are going to see how good this is. That's. Yeah. Because this guy is talented. Like, he really is. Yeah. I'm I'm at the same place as you. I'm like when I saw that he has done some of his own stuff before. I'm like, oh, I need to find that stuff. <laughs> yes, self-published other comic books. I haven't done a search yet to see what he has done, but I'm on board. I'm on the what was his first name? Dan Alex Alex Kmet. I don't know if it's Meadow Kmetto. It's K M E T O. Mm. I'm on board though. I love it. It's fun. It's fun. It's just such a fun read. There's an an, an ad in here though for volume two. There is. I wonder what they'll do for volume two. If they'll just bring out the trade, or if they'll. Well, one, they kind of. One... They're kind of hiding themselves from. She has the artifact, right? Yeah, and, yeah. This one ends with her kind of going off in a ship into the universe and with the artifact that the yeah. corpor that the corporation is after. After, yeah. yeah. So they're after her, and she's gonna go have adventures. On her own. Yeah, that was but, my favorite. Yeah, it's highly recommended. The other one I enjoyed a lot, which I thought I would like, but I didn't think I was going to like it a lot, is that mom, that mom one, another scout book. Oh, the mom saves the internet or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> I got to find that. I forgot where that was on our list. I think it's over here. I thought What'd that you say was about well, it? You didn't like it? No, I did. So did I. I think I gave that a five out of five too. I gave it a four out of five, but it was really good. Dude, it was like X. I like the pacing on that one too. I th I thought it was like well done. I'm gonna go to my notes so I can verify what I gave it. So this was a scout comic as well, and this was done by. Jay Sandlin, illustrated by Patrick Mola Holland. The colors were really good. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I like the art uh, this one too. 
Yeah, this is great out in this one too. Yeah, this is cool. This just just a short premise of this is the the woman works as a uh, a cybersecurity expert for a company, and she prevents hackers from coming into their system, and they essentially lay her off. And her daughter has a lot of her personality in terms of like she's into protesting and and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they basically put in her clock. Like I don't know how I don't know how you can lay somebody off and say you're not going to be doing cybersecurity anymore. That I I had the that same part bothered like, the shit out of me. You can't <laughs> it, it you can't like fire there. somebody. <laughs> Well, they basically say, well, you'll have your benefits. Well, fuck you. I'm not getting paid anymore. Yeah, you can't say you can't work in this industry anymore. Like, you can't do what you do for a living anymore. (laughs) Yeah. That's like saying you can't do computer science anymore. (laughs) You can't program anymore. It's like, wait, what? You can't do that. Call that bullshit right there. Yeah. That's funny. I I had the exact same reaction. I'm like, wait, that's that can't you can't do that. But her daughter got arrested at the protest, right? Yeah, she did. She had to go pick her up from jail. And it got violent. I mean, they slammed her against the concrete. Yeah, and they were shooting her with paint guns. Yeah. Well, those the MAGA dudes were doing that. and that Yeah, and then she got arrested. Or were they the she, MAGA she dudes? She fought back. Well, the MAGA dudes shot her with a paint gun, and then she retaliated against them, and that's why she got arrested, because the cops were... Oh, the cops arrested her through. I they think didn't it was the. the I think the it was the. Guys, I but... think it was the cop that threw her down though on yeah, her he, face. Yeah, he smacked her into the concrete. Yeah. And her husband's pretty nonchalant about it. Oh, you'll find something. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, he's funny because he's like, he's like, wait, what's going on? He's like, Penny, what's going on? Barbie, what's going on? They just leave. He's like, okay. <laughs> and I love how when she finds, like, I stood up for my friends, but they shot me. And he says, show me. And then she sees her back with all mm-hmm. these welts. And these people have real guns. What they brought, you know, what happened? And she tells them everything that happened. And she's like, okay, I've had enough. I'm going to kick some ass. <laughs> And you know she's going to F these guys, you know, on the internet, too. I don't mm-hmm. know if she's going to physically attack them or just cyberly attack yeah, them. Yeah, it's probably just yeah, cyber. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was really good. That one I just picked because that was just a random pick. Like, I hadn't read it and said, oh, this is good. I'm going to pick it. It was just one that I wanted to read wanted because to read of the you. solicit. And then see how it went then we got Al Capone Vampire yes I read that as well I didn't realize this was a kind of a continuation of the Vampire PA I didn't either and uh, I didn't this this is I'm going to speak for myself I didn't think they did a good job like catching us up like it it just dropped us into the like a continuing story to me i agree i if you're going to reboot and give it a new title and have a number one you have to 
at least introduce the characters, right? Yeah, and introduce the story. I think they needed to introduce the the two vampire women. I, I think they needed to give us some backstory on where they left off last, and I think they needed to uh, establish like I don't I don't know. They just needed to tell us what had happened in the past, essentially. Yeah, I agree. A little more details. Like a, as an experienced comic reader, I can kind of gauge what happened in the past based on what. what yeah, they it give wasn't here. It wasn't confusing or anything. It's just, I still don't feel like I. I don't think I read Vampire PA from American Mythology, and I didn't read the Moonstone version because there's a Vampire PA that had a a mini series at Moonstone, and if you look at the covers okay. for the Moonstone edition, it has these two female vampires on it. It has the the rivalry. You know how there's a the real sexy one. And mm-hmm. then there's the one that seems like she's like blade, like actually killing vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, it has them on the cover. So I imagine there's a lot of story behind these two women that I have absolutely no clue about. I think the art was good. I like the art a lot. So that, the art was the, so it's written by JC Vaughn. And the art was by Brendan and Brian Frame. Yeah, I did like the art. For sure. And it's pretty much uh, Al Capone vampire yeah. taking over the mob stuff. That's what this is. Uh, he, he's going after the gangsters. And once he takes out the gangster competition... He starts to go after the vampires. Yep. And then there's this odd story in the back. I don't know where that fucking came from. I, I don't understand it. Did you? Let me refresh my memory. So there's the comic book scrapbook, oh, which yeah. is, you know, pictures of them with other creators. And then there's the I know everything story talking about the woman that comes home and accuses her husband of cheating. Mm -hmm. And uh, he basically didn't cheat on her. It's basically a book he's writing or something. That is, that was weird. I I didn't know like why this was What the point of it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't either. It was well told. Like I was interested in the story. Like, but other than they were talking about Mort Todd um, doing this, I, I didn't really understand why it was here. Me neither. I'd forgotten it even existed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't forget it existed because it was well told. It was basically a wife yeah, accusing him of people, yeah. cheating. Right. And then, because she, yeah, she read letters. Was, yeah, he was writing a book. And he was making a joke out of it the whole time. He's like, you know, I was planning a vacation for us, but maybe I'll take this other woman. <laughs> but I, good good book. I, I thought the quality was there. I thought it was a horrible first issue. 
I don't think it was a horrible first issue. I do. I don't think it was good. It didn't establish... It, it established that Al Capone's taking over the gangster stuff in Chicago, right? Yes. And now he's go- he's done that, and he's going after the vampires. And the vampires... The vampire, the two female vampires seem like they're forming an alliance because they know that he's coming after them. Mm-hmm. What else do we got? We got an exciting comics. And then oh, yeah, we got exciting comics. Our two regulars. So let's do exciting first. Exciting Comics was weird to me going in from a lot of the stories that we've already wrapped up. You know, like it's like starting over. I really liked the uh, the 31 because it was the 100th issue. So it was thick, thick boy. I liked uh, I I like the opening story, which is the alternate or metal, whatever you want to call it. And Why do you call it metal? Oh, because his name is metal, M-E-T-T-L-E, and the other, the other, the two <laughs> well, the the other guy is M-E-T-A-L, metal man. Um, yeah, that's like an ongoing throughout these three issues. Ibis has a two-issue arc in 32 and 33, and then we got like a. I think it's a reprint from a Herbie comic, right? I, at least I think yeah. it is. I think it's. I think it is. And this well, fat, fat much man here's reprint. So. <laughs> yeah, but not. This is like a golden age reprint. It's not golden age. You don't, Herbie. You think this is? Because I know I, there is. Let me go find Herbie. I know there's Herbie's print later, too. Herbie. Okay, that was like Canada 1991. Maybe that's a reprint. This is 1960. You're right. It's Silver Age. 1964 to 1967. Reprints from Herbie. ACG did a Herbie series from 1964 to 1967 that ran 23 issues. I don't have any of these. So this was my first exposure to this character. I think I have... Maybe I don't have any Herbies. I thought I had some reprint. Oh, like number one's worth $370. That's pretty good. And we have one issue for me. What of the reprint? Dark Horse, he had a issue. Those are reprints as well. Um, it's a reprint plus a brand new eight-page story by John Byrne. <laughs> they even had a Herbie Archives. Because I guess Herbie, 
Well, Unknown Worlds number 20. That's what we need to look up. Unknown Worlds number 20. It's his first appearance, I think. I want to see... I wonder where this story is from. Well, there's an editor's note as mentioned in Herbie number eight, so clearly it's after number eight. Who is this uh, fat man? Was he a character too? Fat man, the flying saucer. Oh, the saucer guy? Yeah. Yeah, he, he's 1967. Says, yeah, as mentioned in Fat Man, the Human Flying Saucer, number three. So that ran in 1967 from Lightning Comics. So I, these are probably fall in the public domain realm, right? And they just reprinted it? Yeah. I don't. I have no idea. Or they might have. I mean, if they bought the rights, I'm sure it was. So it, it's pretty much a a story about somebody stealing pie, a pie recipe, and Herbie has to team up with Fat Man to retrieve the recipe, and then they'll get free pies for a year. But that's essentially what that one was. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it, but I wasn't like, like I don't. It didn't make me want to go seek out any Herbie seek comics. Out the Herbies. Yeah, because it's like a a guy with the plunger on his head that pulls out lollipops, right? <laughs> yeah, he gets different <laughs> lollipops from different situations. Yeah, that didn't like rock my world and say, oh, I, I really want to get that. The um. Metal story is about like a superhero, like Superman type character that is stopping aliens from attacking Earth and he gets zapped by an alien ray gun that essentially ports him to a multiverse where there's another metal man. He uh, he already exists. And he already exists and now he's there with his, his... counterpart and his counterpart wants him to stay hidden because he thinks it's going to screw up his secret identity and everything <laughs> that was funny when the our, our world metal was talking to that world's metal his super team or whatever and he tells them they're his name and they're like oh <laughs> <laughs> and then later he finds out that they don't know his real name and they're like oops <laughs> Yeah, oops, I gave it away. I, the other thing I like about it is the other heroes, they kind of feel like, um, wow, this guy's keeping locked up in his room the whole time. Let's take him out. And they end up getting him in trouble every time they do it. <laughs> I, I do like that a lot about it. I, I do find this one like in the same vein. like It's entertaining and there's a continuous theme. And they keep building on it, and he just mm-hmm. wants to go back home. So I like that story. The Ibis one, I wasn't. I also, cra- I also crazy like about. they have they have a Jack Jack O'Lantern guy from Oz. Oh, I do like that because Oz exists on this world. Yeah, <laughs> that is cool. 
<laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I that... love any Oz stuff I like, so. I did dig that because like he that was like, oh, that's that a... it was real in the, that dimension. He, yeah. he ta- I like how he talks about the movie and he goes, well, what, what, what did I do in the movie? And he goes, well, you weren't in the movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, it's like, yeah, you're in the book, but you're not in the movie. <laughs> yeah. So that, I, I like that story arc a lot. And then the, yeah. The um, Ibis one didn't do a lot for me. Uh, it was I like I liked it, but yeah. I don't like I don't know if I liked the the art style on it. Interesting. It was elongated. I don't know. It it, it was a strange art style. It looked very rubbery to me. But Ibis is is another golden age character that was in these comics. And what this does is kind of reinvents him by going into the body of a, a young kid and then him resurrecting his old love, his love interest, essentially his love interest is there as an old woman, but he uses right. his powers to bring her back by sapping some of his youth and giving it to her. Right. Yeah, because his powers work by taking something from one place and putting it, to, putting giving it, it to another. another. Yeah. But then the bad guys come after him. Yeah, it's an, an evil Egyptian god and some guy that he's defeated before that gets fucked over again. <laughs> the god's like, you got to give me this artifact, basically his staff. The Ibis staff. Right. And he doesn't succeed. So strike strike out again. Then there was a weird thing in 33 that introduces another story, but it almost was like a precursor to give you to giving you any substance. Yeah, it was just a little prelude. Other than the art looked really nice in that one. I like the art. Remember what the art looks like. Well, it involved Nazis. Oh, yeah, this is... And it looks sort of like a Bart Sears-looking muscle muscle guys. But the machinery looked crazy. Like, when it shows that, like, Nazi-looking robot with the Gatling gun, that looked Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. So, yeah, we'll see where that goes. I was entertained for sure. I gave it a four out of five still. <clears throat> yeah, I'm still in, I'm enjoying it still, so Yeah, 'cause I'm I'm kinda kind of like all of the anthologies are kind of like gonna start over. Like we, we just wrapped up that horror comics one so i don't know what we're gonna get next Mm -hmm. planet comics is still doing its it's doing its own thing but it's building on that world that you know the that entire sci-fi world yeah that planet yeah Yeah. and jungle comics is still going primal and uh zan zan i think is his name yeah. I still at like... least that's 
At least where we are, we're not yeah. caught up on. <laughs> so. so, the only ones I think we have left are Megaton and uh, Faust. Yes. Faust. What do you want to do first? Megaton? I, I'm very interested in Megaton, like how they were going to go from black and white to color, and then they just failed right away. Like, it's weird to me. It is interesting. So we read number seven. And in number seven, he's talking about talking about other big plans. But there's only one where... It, but eight was their last issue. <laughs> but but he said that it was going to be their last issue, and then they're going to launch Ram in color and a bunch of other series. I don't even know if the Vanguard series came out that was... There was a Vanguard series, so... Was Not, there yeah, was there know. a Vanguard Outpost Earth that was that I, from Megaton? So I that see I the, don't know. the Vanguard from Image. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they took. I don't know if it was material that was going to be in published by them, or if they redid the story, or if it's all new, or what. It's not Vanguard from Storm Comics, that's for sure. I should, I should, uh, Warriors. A black and white one-shot. I don't own that one. Interesting. Is this reprints? Is it only a one issue? Yeah. The Ethereal Warriors oh, one there's strange. Yeah, they're strange visitors. I was thinking of that one. but That's probably new material. Vanguard Illustrated. I think I have a full run of that. Vanguard Special. Don't know what that is. Strange Visitors. 1996. So this... What is this? Scott Eaton? I don't own this one. Does this one exist? It does. Savage Dragon's on the cover of number four. And Barbaric. I gotta buy this then. You know, I don't own this either. Son of a bitch. I thought I had I have I have Van I have Vanguard series one and series two and the other one we talked about, but not Yeah, I've I've Vanguard series yeah. I I have Vanguard series one. Well Vanguard series one might have been what they were gonna publish because it's by it's written by Gary Carlson. Well, I think all of them are written by Gary Carlson. Even the Strange Visitors? Strange Visitors is... Well, Ethereal Warriors is Gary Carlson and Frank Fosco, which makes sense because yeah, he did he's the Ethereal. Yeah. I don't have this. No, it's already in my want list. <laughs> What did you say Volume 1 was? Why did you think it Volume 1 is the... Oh, I was just wondering, thought it might be. But I don't see anything that came out from Megaton. Do you see what I'm oh, saying? No. Yeah. Well, it also says, with pencils by Steve Adams and Mike Matthew. I don't see any Steve Adams. 
Where is it? Oh, the art was already done. That's what I'm and saying. The, the art, the art was done, and then it had a cover by Eric Larson, <laughs> and it doesn't I wonder, exist. I wonder if they published it in Big Bang or something. Well, maybe number eight will have back matter that'll say what happened. Did, yeah. did you did you notice though? Like there's tons of back matter. So in issue seven, the the end of the beginning article had a uh, Ultra Girl. An Ultraman drawn by Liefeld. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah, I think you mentioned it. Yeah. The the interesting thing on that is I would never guess that's Liefeld. Let me look at it. I thought I no. Yeah, I think you're right. I I do remember that when I saw it, I was like, yeah, that doesn't look like him. Let me find it. Where maybe it? a little bit on Ultraman, maybe. But there's something on the inks, or if if he was inked by somebody, or that it's on page 369. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's at the end, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do I get any Liefeld? Who? That almost looks like a John Byrne Not face really. to me. The female, the face, it looks very burn. I don't think it looks burn. I don't the, think it... the one on the right does. Look at that. Maybe the face. <laughs> yes, I Look know at the face. the face, man. Look at the face. But the but um. Is, the head's too big. But if you look at page three sixty six. Maybe they, the dudes. They like did. Eyes. They did. They did ship Ram, and they did ship Wild Man. They did. So those books exist. Yeah, Ram came out, Wild Man came out. So this goes... A Christmas special I don't think came out. This issue of Megaton goes back all the way to Megaton number one where they, issue, they uh, introduced Ultra Girl. And at the end of that issue, we learned that the character she's fighting is her father and he's been hit with or he touched the meteor again or something that caused him to mutate and now he's like a mindless monster that's like wandering the destroying stuff and she she's trying to get her father back so she's trying to work with Megaton to uh, bring him back I thought this art style was an unusual, and is probably this is a Gary Thomas Washington. Like while mm-hmm. it is good, it is probably my least favorite on Megaton so far. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. The faces just look very unusual. I was okay with that. I mean, like, I got used to... Well, look at 343. And you look at the bottom where she's sitting on that chair. Yeah. Look at that tiny-ass foot, man. (laughs) What (laughs) is happening there? Yeah, it's a little little duck foot. I don't even know what's happening there. 
I like her face. I like the face. Though. Well, she's chewing on something. Like she took a big bite of pizza? that pep pizza. Yeah. But Megaton is basically saying who he is, and he's here to help. He actually is going to Ultraman to be trained some more. And uh, right. she tells Time. him what happened, that he got mutated. Right. And that she has the powers now. And it kind of continues from last issue where she was fighting her dad. And her dad just takes her out of the picture almost every time. He's either sapping her energy or he punches her and like for a few miles away. <laughs> <laughs> and then Megaton throws down with him. Her dad almost ki- kills her because he, he like almost sucks all of her yeah. energy until she she finally gets through to him. Well, he almost kills Megaton too. Yeah. And that's when. It, he starts to realize who he is and what he's doing. And then that's his daughter. And he's like, I can't be near her anymore. And takes right. off. Yeah. Right. Cause if he's near, his instinct is the sucker power. He wants the powers back. And see at the bottom here, it says, if you like these comics, You'll love Ram, which we know came out. Ethrian, I don't think ever came out. And Berserker did come out, but a different publisher. I think it was like Gauntlet or something like that. And this was supposed to be Outpost Earth Vanguard. Maybe that's what it's titled. Did Outpost Earth come out? No, it never did. At least I can't find... Yeah. If it did, I can't find it. Maybe... <clears throat> I don't know. This is a, a very fascinating company here for sure. I just found uh, on Big Bag... Big Bag? BigBangComics.com. Yeah. There is a... like a chron- There's some blog posts that tell like chronologically the story of... Vanguard? All this stuff, yeah, Van and Big Bang. Cause it does mention Outpost Earth, but it doesn't say. Oh, here we go. Two complete issues still unpublished to this day. Ah. This was written in. Where's the date? 2016. So maybe, so... maybe it was published since then, but I doubt it. So Carlson really needs <sighs> to get with Eric Larson and. Put that thing out. So I next think. time I'm at a convention, and I the Gary Carson's at, I say, well, "Come on, man, you got to bring up Post Earth." Yeah, if you have the art already done, I think done. that's the hard part. Why don't they just put it in Big Bang? And then, and then that Eric Larson cover exists too. So. I definitely want to see it. This also has an ad for the Who's Who Megaton comic I just bought. That wasn't cheap. The Megaton Explosion. Yep, that came out. And then it has a backstory called Family Ties, which is just... Now, I like this art. This is John Thompson. Ultra Girl 
listening to uh, Megaton, his albums. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's basically her bonding with her mom, talking about the father, and they're, mm-hmm. them getting a divorce and everything, and then saying, "Oh, Matt Scott, let's 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 bang out this disco dynamite album." Doesn't he have AIDS? <laughs> yeah, doesn't he have AIDS? <laughs> And she says, no, he doesn't have AIDS. And then I'm going to, all my old 16 and Tiger Beat magazines. And then it says, even the Cosmo one with his nude centerfold. And then <laughs> and then she she gives that to her mom. <laughs> and then her mom says, what big hands he has. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And that's when she says, please be careful. You know the papers say he has AIDS. <laughs> Wasn't there a reference to eight tracks too? Yeah. Didn't you have his eight track? There, there was. Uh, was oh yeah, there. That? Hey, do we still have the eight track player anymore? <laughs> That's hilarious. And they're basically talking about her being so young, and he's twenty nine, and she doesn't seem to care. She's eighteen. There, there. That's all his all-time best movie. It's an a, all-black musical version of the Maltese Falcon. <laughs> it has Diana Ross and George Kirby. And she's like, pull up a chair, Mom. We can watch it together. No thanks. I've had enough of Mr. Scott for one night. And then she just sits there and watches his movies. Yeah, this is a this is a fantastic collection. I'm so glad it they, they did it. Is, it. It's, it's wonderful. It's worth just every the, penny of it. Yeah, just just having the books is great, but all the back matter and additional information he put in here, and we even got to the back, the back uh, matter. Yeah, that has a lot of Liefeld art for sure. But yeah, uh, but I do love how in between each issue he'll t- he, he introduces each issue kind of and tells you the, like where they were at when they published that issue and what their plans were for the future and stuff. It's great. You you actually met him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had him sign it. And I told him it was great. I thanked him for publishing it. I said this is so awesome to have a collection of all this stuff. Yeah. And I told him how much I appreciated all the back matter because I'm, I'm sure it took time and additional cost, you know, to put those pages in. But yeah. Definitely worth it. And it's then one of the we... nicest collections I, I've seen. Yeah, it's one of my favorites for sure. And one, another, another wonderful collection we have is this Faust <laughs> monster. This is so big, it's hard to read, but (laughs) it is big, but it's good because you get to see all the vigil art. You got to see a dick in this one too. Yeah, you got to see several several actions. How did he get naked? What happened there? That I couldn't. He just was naked all of a sudden. Like maybe his clothes got ripped off. I didn't really, I didn't catch that either. Just like all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, there's a dick." There's a dick. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how he got Bird. naked. Because he, he's when he, stabbed, when he stabbed the dude in the balls. I think he, 
He had clothes on. Or maybe he was naked already. No, she must have undressed his ass. I don't know oh, what happened. When they were, oh, yeah, when they were getting sexy time. He looks dead when they're getting sexy time. What is she doing? <laughs> She's like kissing him and he, he's like unconscious. <laughs> That's easy to say, Dr. Kemp, when the mad dog is sleeping. Yeah, but you cure the dog. You don't fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's unconscious. And then it cuts to the detective showing up at the reporter's house. Talking about wish, the doctor. I wish they had put covers in this book. I w- that's the only thing I don't like about it. They are in. They are in here. If you look at the back. Oh, matter. the back. Yeah. yeah. Why would you do that? Why put it at the back and not in between? I, the I I am a fan of collected editions having the cover in between. Like I, this is, it's hard to find like where the story starts and ends. Well, the story always. You can find where it ends because. Yeah, it credits. always ends on the credits. Yeah. So he's there with his like Faust mask and devil mask. And then I don't know how he gets naked. And then it cuts to the, the scene. I think she of, just took his clothes off. She must have just taken his clothes off. She's a pervert, man. <laughs> she did that. And then it cuts to the boardroom with M, right? Yeah. And th- yeah, this talking is, to his I think this is the first time that he crew. manifests itself as a demon. Like that demon just pops out of him. He opens up his shirt. Yeah. The demon comes out and kills that the guy with glasses. Like it just eats But it's interesting because it, 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 like, it didn't happen in reality. No, it like eats him. But then it cuts to the scene and he's just collapsed on the table. I think he's dead, right? Oh, he's dead. Yeah. But he's not eaten up. And he's then not, the, he didn't have his head chopped off. And then our uh, detective jumps in and barges in and starts yelling at him for all his participation in his dead cops. And then it cuts to M and the beautiful woman he has. She is she is so hot. Oh yeah, the she massacred. She killed the guy that she was having sex with. Yeah. While her husband M was watching. That's how they get off. Wow, they do make love. That's how he gets naked. So he comes to... He wakes up, and then all of a sudden, it says, Now while your power grows, destroy him, his horror. And he's making love. Making love. And then... The detective, one of the guys shows up. Oh, one guy, one of the gangsters shows up to kill him with a gun. Yeah. And he's on the floor, and that's when his claws come out, and he's all naked. His his false, I guess he's naked, but he has his, left his gloves on while he was making love. <laughs> leave, leave your uh, making yeah, your, love with my Wolverine claws. claws. <laughs> leave your Wolverine claws on while we make love. That's fucking For awesome. Sure. For sure. For sure, babe, I'll get naked, but I'm gonna leave my claws on just in case. And he just 
kills the sh- he guts Seven this guy in the balls <laughs> yeah right in the balls and just lets him bleed it and his dick is like pointing right at your face enlarged because this book is large it's like it's all, an absolute dick right in your it's face almost it's almost three-dimensional <laughs> yeah it is Dripping and the ball blood. the hairy ass balls are just hanging there <laughs> and then it looks like he's gonna get shot up again with an uzi and the guy slips in blood and that gives Faust an uh, opportunity to go and to slice and dice him. that dude. Man, he slaughters oh, this. Broken. He slaughtered this entire warehouse of people. And then he started yep. working on the cops when they when they enter. Man, he killed a lot of people in this one. With his naked, there's so many. Naked, scene. I know. All while being naked. He just stayed naked the whole time. He didn't care. Killed the gangsters, killed the cops. He's barefoot, naked. naked. He's just got his claws. Got another nice dick shot <laughs> on this page. I don't think he's erect, and he's got a pretty big dick. No, he's just, yeah, well, he, yeah. he's not getting sexually excited by... No. He just had people. some. Se- I can't believe she had sex with him. <laughs> he's like, he he looks like he's almost dead from what happened <laughs> in the previous issue, and then she fucked him. This is not. <laughs> what what getting, is this yeah, comic? You got mobsters coming after you. The cops are coming after you. You're hiding out. Let's make love. Can I keep my claws on? Sure. <laughs> he's like, I'll make love to you, but I need to keep the claws on. She says, I, I, re- I believe in God. I don't believe in God. I refuse to believe in Satan. Man, on this page, she's like diving through the air, slashing a couple cops. You can see his butt and his balls. Yeah, that's such I a good... I want to ask Tim Vigil, why did you... Why pose him in such a way that you can just see his balls... <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to show his balls there. But it, it, it is a pretty balls. good, like, if, if you think about the perspective, it is a pretty good, like, 3D rendering of it. That's you know what I mean? It's a tough perspective. Because you, right? you have the feet in the foreground, the mm-hmm. dick and balls in the middle, and the ass in the middle, <laughs> and the claws in the, the deep. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You slicing with both hands. Slicing and dicing. That's when the detective shows up. Jesus, hold your fire. Get her out of here. And he does look like Wolverine there, kind of. When he's got just the pose that he's in. Oh, with the cross cross. Yeah, the cross claws, link. And... Yeah. Yeah, that could be a Wolverine cover. They did shoot him, or am I not? Yeah, he thinking didn't get they shot. shot. He did get shot a couple Something. times, right? I know they shot him in the arm or something. So he's got to be like a supernatural entity of some sort to survive that. And I don't understand that last page very well. Other than the cops now have Faust and the doctor. Well, it was, yeah, they arrested at the him end of it. At the end. 
And then there's the last oh, page. The very last page. Yeah. Let's see. You got a, someone's watching in a car. Uh-oh. Another fuck-up. M's not going to like this. But what's the fuck-up? That the cops took him away? Yeah, That's I guess that I... they... Because they were trying to... Were they trying to? They were trying to kill him, right? The, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that the cops have him now. Well, now they have a where, warehouse full of dead bodies, essentially. Yeah, and a, a lot of M's guys are dead. Yeah. Now they have a naked guy in the the doctor. That was a good issue. Yeah, I like this one. It was understandable, and that there wasn't like. Song lyrics scattered throughout. I kind of like the sound lyrics, me. though. They don't throw me off because they've been songs that I, I know. Like they're Elvis or they're songs that I, I actually know the lyrics to. Yeah. So far. I mean, there is a little bit of song in this one, but I don't know what it is. I think it's just a... It, it seems like it's a just David like Quinn a... David original. It could be. Because I think at the end... The cr- the credits it says like lyrics by, by David Quinn. Yeah, I thought this one doesn't say it. One of the one of the maybe the previous story it said that. Mm. So did that take us through everything? I think so. All right. So we're next time we're doing Megaton Eight. And yep. Faust 5. Yep. And what else do we got? Do you want to pick a... Planet Comics Antarctic? is probably where we should go. That sounds good to me. I want to read more of that planet. I love it. <laughs> All right. Planet Comics. The next three. Sure. And I there, there's one Scout comic nonstop I want to read, too. Uh, but I don't know the title of it. I'll 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 send it don't to let you. Let me know. Okay. Yeah. I pulled it. I just gotta grab it and then tell you what it is. I just know it's a non-stop, and I have to make that decision. So. Good planet. Next three. Got the new previews too. Did you get it yet, or did you look mm. through it yet? I haven't seen if it's available. So we'll, we'll we'll do that the next time. Yeah. My like my last previews order was my lowest one in a long time. Oh, me too. I was, I was like very happy. <laughs> no, I'm usually in the thousand, and I was in like seven hundred this wow. last time. Yeah, mine was. I I did I did take away some like number ones from Marvel that I was planning on getting because. Over the break, I, I realized I'm re- I can read a lot on this app. Like, mm-hmm. it has everything. And the ones that I, I don't feel like are, like, ongoing or, you know. Although there is a Wolverine Chris Claremont one that I want to get. Yeah. Stuff like I didn't that. know. But I'm see, it, the, the Wolverine Chris Claremont one, when it was solicited, though, it said creators TBD. Like, it didn't say who it was. Oh, it's so already like, been solicited. Well, it's in the new pre. You know how the you know how the Marvel ones all fucked up. Like, yeah. <laughs> sometimes we have to order it, and then the previews comes out a month later, and that's when the ad is there. Yeah, we have to order it without even it being solicited. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that because I would have 
I, I originally mm-hmm. moved, I removed it because I didn't know who it was. And I'm like, oh, I'll just read it on the app. And then I saw it was a, one of those Chris Claremont ones. And I was like, oh, I want to read that. So they're making it so hard. And it's to the point now where I'm just like, I don't care. Like if I miss something, I, I just don't care. Like yeah, I'm, done. I, I, I'm I get... done with the shenanigans. I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I'm kind of that way too, sort of. I mean, there's going to be some, of course, where I'm like, oh, I need to get it. Yeah. But it's like, you're making it too hard. It, this shouldn't be hard. You should be wanting me to buy stuff. Yeah, and then I've kind of taken Spawn out of the picture because I'm already way ahead of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I need to catch up on Spawn. I am so way ahead of you. <laughs> We've fallen off our spawn. Yeah. But uh, I I think there are I did I did read a, a number one and I I liked it like almost like borderline wanted to keep it but I didn't order the rest so I just decided not to do it. Mm-hmm. But it was called Petrol Head. Okay, that's like yeah. a one, right? Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of like these bots that are fueled by fuel that drive cars in like car rallies and uh, yeah, gasoline driven things versus it it was it was pretty good, but it was like borderline for me. So I was like, you know what? I'm already getting a lot. I don't want to add it. So I'm making like tougher decisions now. I'm being more critical. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm trying to make harder. Because cuts. when it comes down to it, I'd rather buy older stuff. I I real like I don't know if I'm like totally changing. Like even in the movies, like I'm watching older older stuff. Older movies rather than newer stuff. And I'm enjoying the older stuff more. Like I I'm in a weird headspace right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm enjoying this Faust and stuff a lot because it's. This is my second time, and I I think I'm getting more out of it now than I ever did when it first came out. When it first came out, I was more like, wow, this is sexy and weird. (laughs) Yeah. I think it also helps that we're reading it, like, in a row, as opposed to when it was coming out. It was probably erratic. Yeah, that's true. And it's bigger, so you can make out stuff better, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I feel you when you're talking about getting old stuff. I mean, that's I get a lot of old stuff. So yeah, like a lot of the witch blades I don't own. I'm just reading them digitally. Yeah. I I own the first like five or six, and then I don't know what happened. Well, actually, I back then I was very much on a fixed budget, and I was kind of like. Oh, I like this one, but I'm not going to continue. So I, I like know why I did what I did. Now mm-hmm. I, I really like it, but uh, I don't think I'm going to go back and scoop them up. I think I'm just going to keep reading them on the app. Yep, yeah. Yeah, I never I never got into Witchblade. I know I have some. I was so happy when I found uh, that Hermes Press on the app, the, on the Unlimited, had... Uh, the Phantoms, Hermes, the oh, the, the reprints of the Golden yeah. Age, Ooh. because I I love the Phantom, like I yeah. I, and I'm just enjoying the shit out of them. Like I, 
they're 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 very of its time but they're phantom stories like they they all fall into the same like legacy you know like they they and think if, that it's the ghost yeah. who walks that he's immortal but he's not he passes his gene essentially from generation to generation and that's how people think he just keeps existing yeah it doesn't go away yeah but if we you always have that option to totally go digital because it is a lot cheaper. Like, it leads you that way. Because, like, Marvel Unlimited is, God, it is so cheap for the value you get. Yeah. You get everything. And DC Ultra is the same way. Like, you can yeah. read everything. Yeah, I could see you doing that one day. But, I mean, I'm not getting a lot of the newer Marvel and DC stuff, so... Yeah, but I can see like if at some point I'm like, hey, I'd like to read the, or the whatever the, a run of whatever, then for sure I think I'd rather I'd probably go the digital route rather than buying them. Yeah, save the buying for either stuff that's not available for digitally or is just something that I I love and want to own. Yeah, there's there's always stuff I learn too, like. A couple titles there I added to my my comic shop order because I I really like that stuff. Yeah. And I really wanted I, I really would at some point would like to do the Big Bang. They're just some expensive ass ones. Like yeah. I, I, need I don't to. know why I, I I know why I didn't get it initially because I think it was black and white and I was like ah at the time I was like. I never went through the phase you did where you're like, oh, Ninja Turtles was black and white. And if it was no, black and white, black if, and it, if, if it was black and white comics back in the day, I didn't touch it. Like, I didn't even want to, I didn't want to do it. Yeah. And then my, now I love black and white comics. Like, I just. Now you get excited. If, yeah. I was like, give me some <laughs> of this, like, aerosol black and white or caliber or any of it and i'm 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 eating it up you know like this megaton stuff is fantastic i'm glad they're not in color that would be a different experience if they're color sure although i do wish he had published some color issues well i I think he (laughs) did i didn't see any like back matter and like what happened i mean i i but I, I didn't really look. I, I wonder... Hopefully he gets into that. Yeah, that'll be... Interesting to see how deep he gets. I know there's a lot of back material with Liefeld and all kinds of stuff, but... Yeah, oh, there, there is a... Yeah, there is a... Uh, an article on 404... The end yeah, of the line, the then and for now. So there is something here I want to read. Yeah. Oh, there is a lot. Never mind. There is a ton of it. So I'm sure we'll learn something next time. I'll probably add a few more books during the week, but uh, yeah, I've been reading sure. a lot of grips, too. I almost have a full run of all that stuff. Speaking of black and white comics, I just have to yeah, finish cool. volume two I don't have now. That. That's good stuff. 
it's it's weird because grips is good but it's not great but it's it has like a soap opera-ness to it that you do want to keep reading like there's there's always like little plot threads that you want to you know keep going into the story yeah cool like i could easily say no i don't want to do it but i'm interested enough to keep and they're not cheap either if I want to finish this, it's probably going to cost me another 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we can wrap this one up. This one, it looks like I got the whole recording. I don't know what happened the last one, but it cut off some of our TV talk. Um, I don't know how that happened, but... Oh, it did? It did, yeah. You should have told me. I probably had yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it went i didn't notice <laughs> it until the end like I, hmm. I i went to a mode where i was adjusting the audio and i was like that ended weird and then i i went to my show notes and i was like oh we missed all of this so i missed some of it huh. but it looks like this guy's going fine i guess if I ever run out of stuff, I can ask you and say, do you have it? Do you have the last 10 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I can always snip it and send it to you. Yep. All right. Well, we'll talk to you in two weeks and then probably in two weeks and then we'll be That'll done be for the year. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll be in the new year. And then are, right. you t- are you taking two weeks off at the end of the year or just one? Yeah, two. So you're, are you taking like the 25th through the whatever and then the 1st through the... No, the week before Christmas. Oh, so you're going to be off the week before Christmas and then Christmas week and then yeah. you have New Year's Day holiday. Yep. Ah, oh, God, I kind of wish I would have done that. <laughs> I wish I would have done that instead of what I'm doing. But either doing? way, either way, I'm going to be screwed at work. I have so much to do. <laughs> Yep, that happens. We have we have to hire more people. That's the thing. There's just so much and there's so little of us. More work and not enough people. Yeah. But I don't want it, it's weird because I don't want the team to get bigger cuz I'm happy the way it is. <laughs> you like the And team I I know, I know when it's get, gets bigger, I'm not going to like it as much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Well, we'll talk in two weeks, and uh, I'll add, I'll definitely add some comics for sure. Okay. Yeah, and I'll right. let you know if I All right. have some stuff to add. Maybe I had to add a Vampress or Shudder or something, because we haven't tackled any of We haven't of done that in a million years, yeah. A million years. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll take a look at it, and I'll let you know what that nonstop one is, because i got to jump on okay. it. Okay. Sure. All right. See ya. Bye. All right. Bye.